All right, in an instant, an auto accident can put you in the worst financial position of your life. It's an absolute must. You got to hire the right lawyer. You're going to make sure that your insurance companies pay you what you are owed. Injury attorney David Feminini on his team, they are exactly who you need to call. They have been making insurance companies pay for over 30 years. They're going to help you with your case as well. David is ready to speak to you personally right now, 855-65-CRASH. That's 855-65-CRASH, or you simply go to the website, getdavidgetpaid.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Welcome in on a Monday. If you think you're going to hear me yelling and screaming, it's not going to happen. But let me tell you. We have way too much content for four hours. We're going to talk about the Wings. We're going to talk about the Tigers. We're going to hit the Lions. We're going to hit court storming. But we have to begin with uh, what I am terming revelations. We are, this is a very exciting thing. And I don't want to upsell it. But we're going to open and close to start the show uh, with the latest embarrassment that is Michigan State basketball. Now, it's not even going to be me talking. I've said it all. I have nothing left. I, in fact, have zero Fs if they make the tournament or not. But in the movie preview voice, you're not going to believe what Rico Beard says about Izzo next. In I, a world. A, in a world where a coach plays three players who don't have functioning limbs. So listen, I'm just going to step back. <laughs> Sorry. I'm going to step back because Rico made a really interesting observation. You were He was at the game, went to the press conference. You know Rico when he gets up there is a big swinging, you know what, glad handing, shaking, <laughs> shaking hands, kissing babies, the whole bit. But I want you to listen, especially to those of you that are up at, uh, up at MSU, because I know you're listening. What I don't want to see happen here, don't twist this man's words. You're listening to this right now. I know you can hear me. So when Rico speaks, don't bother him on senior day and accuse him of saying things he didn't say. That's just a waste of everybody's time. So without further ado, I'm turning my microphone on. Because at this point, it's one of those, you know, don't tell me what you didn't like. Tell me what I said that was wrong. Because I don't think I'm about to say anything that's wrong. Without further ado, I give you Rico Beer. Oh, no. Mike, ah. la- Michigan State loses. Buzzer beater, Ohio State, 60-57. to 57. Second loss in a row. You lost to two teams that you were favored to beat by 10 points. Two teams that are probably headed to the NIT. You lost to them at home. But last night in the press conference, and I've covered Tom Izzo press conferences for Going back to 98, so this is about, what, 26, 27 years or so, I saw something for the first time. It was like, Mike, it's like when you realize your dad is old, when it's not the same person you grew up with. 
Tom is, man, he's lost the fire. He's lost the passion. He loves basketball. Tom loves basketball. It's in his blood. You cut him, it's going to bleed orange. I don't think he likes his team. I don't think he likes coaching right now. I think the changes in basketball have limited this man, and he is no longer having fun. He's out there doing this job, but it's like being in a loveless marriage. You know that it once was great and no longer. It's it's the example of when, when think of you've been with a woman and you two would hang out and party and drink all night long and hang out on the weekends. And then one day she walks in and says, I'm not going to drink again. I'm joining a church. You still love the woman, but now everything has changed. And with the rules and everything, because Tom constantly tells you what you can't, I can't do this. I can't say this. I can't, I wish I could do this. And he's hamstrung. And I don't know if he's doing it by himself or not, but the passion is gone. Tom is just not having fun. And you're starting to see now where he's out there just at this point, Mike, and you know this because you've covered the team. Tom used to fuel on the fact of people doubting him. That's how he became Mr. March. Just when you thought it was over, just when you thought maybe the game passed him by, wait till you see what this rabbit I'm about to pull out of my hat. Rabbit's dead. Hat's gone. There's nothing there. This is the first time in his career, double-digit losses. They've, they're already at 11 losses. They're going to at least hit 14 at the most. Because you, you can count Purdue as 12, Big Ten tournament, and the regular season tournament. So you're looking at 14 losses. Four years in a row. The last time something like that happened was 2002, 3, and 4. He lost double-digit losses, but then they bounced back and went to the Final Four. That's not this team. Tom's gambling. He's just out there putting out lineups. And you see it that they don't make sense. And it's just when you thought, okay, maybe he's got it. Maybe he's figured this out. He inserts Xavier Booker into the game. Booker goes out there. Booker's getting it done. And then he sits Booker down for the final 15 minutes of the game. The team scores 17 points. No real answer why except for, well, Book does some things that you guys don't see. Well, what does Maddie do? Because I saw nothing from Maddie. I saw nothing of why Maddie was in this game. I say all this to say, I don't see the same confidence that I once saw with Tom Izzo. I don't see the same fire. I don't see the same desire. I see a man who appears to just be broken. Like, he does not like his team. And it's not to say he doesn't love the game of college basketball, but this is no longer fun for him. This is work. This is a job. He's going to live up to his contract. But I got a feeling this man's going to go the way of Nick Saban, where he's just going to walk in one day and just say, I can't do this anymore. I'm done. I'm walking away. You saw it with Nick Saban in that game against Michigan. Jalen Melrose did a bunch of stuff, and Saban would just kind of play the role of the grandfather. Like, wait, you're not going to yell at him for that? Nah, because he had already checked out. And it looks like to me that Tom is checking out right in front of our eyes. Yeah, we would all like to say you go out with a bang, but Coach K didn't go out with a bang. Nick Saban didn't go out with a bang. You didn't go. You don't go out the way you want to go out. You don't. We all would like to die with family surrounding us. That's not how most of us is going to go out. Some are going to die in car crashes or whatever. It's going to happen. I don't think this is going to end the way he wants it to end. I don't think it's going to end the way Spartan fans want it to end because you're looking at a season now 
You lose the North, you're going to lose to Purdue. Let's just get that out the way. You lose the Northwestern, and that streak that you hold, it's gone. You're, pro- you're not going to make the tournament. Mike, I owe you an apology. Why? Because you told me, you know, they could not make the tournament. And I said, Mike, it's mathematically impossible. <laughs> you don't owe an apology. Okay, it's mathematically impossible that could happen. But I, I just see this. I mean, the, the biggest blunder to me was last night with when it was late in the game. It was 3.4 seconds, I think, on the shot clock. Inbounds the ball underneath the basket. Why is Maddie Sissoko in the game? Maddie's not your offensive player. The ball goes into Maddie. Maddie couldn't get rid of that ball fast enough. He gets the ball about eight feet from the basket. And instead of trying to make a move to go towards the basket, either get fouled, get an and one or two shoot, two shoot, shoot two free throws, he quickly is playing hot potato with Tyson Walker. Tyson Walker has taken off balance shot, misses it, wasted possession. Why is Booker still on the bench? Why is Booker not in this game? Let me offer something. I can't prove this. I, and by the way, listen. I stayed silent because I heard this take last night. And I said, Rico, that's the open. Just just deliver them, put the mail in the mailbox. Rico's covered the team for damn near a quarter of a century. He's up there for every home game. Now, I've told you from afar, it's simple. I'd rather he walk away than for me to ever have to do the, the show where we're talking about the F word with a legend. You just don't want to have to do it, but I'll do it. I did it with D'Antoni. I'll do it with him if I have to. The point is... I, I almost feel there's a spite. The way that he's handled this Booker thing, it had hit a flashpoint after the Iowa loss where everybody, even people who don't pay attention to college basketball, are wearing where is Xavier Booker t-shirts, right? Yeah. And, and here's what's not fair. The kid's not a messiah. No. And no one's saying you should have been playing 20 minutes from the start of the season. But Rico, he started Xavier Booker in this game. No, no. And when he started him, crowd went nuts. And I think that makes him angry. And then... He hits a three, and the crowd is losing it. He gets an and-one dunk, and not only is the crowd losing it, his teammates and I are jumping up and down. that makes him angry. I think he resents it. He wants to do it his way. Look, you want proof people about Izzo being stubborn to the core and wanting it his way? Look at a lineup of Suzoko, Cooper, and, and Cohen Carr. Three players wholly incapable of putting ball in basket. At no point does he put in the guy who stretches and spaces the floor. Look, here's the thing. If you want to blame Jay Nakins or Walker or Hoger, you can. Understand when you do not have bigs. When teams don't have to guard your big people, the amount of pressure that's on your guards and the types of shots they got to take, man, that's why Tyson Walker ain't hitting shots. Teams are hip to this. Mike, right. When Book was in the game. It freed up the lane because you had to guard him because he could hit the three-pointer. That's when Malik was allowed to do his post moves. That's when all of a sudden AJ is able to go to the basket and make layups, and life was easy. I mean, I, trust me, I'm going to do a deeper dive on this and not get too geeky on the pod, but right here, right now, yeah. when, when I'm looking at that, you're right. And it was like, okay, no, no, I benched Maddie, but Maddie's still a valuable part of this team, so I'm going to play him at the end, and it's like, why? And then I felt... I felt better because I came home late last night and I'm watching the, the BTN and beyond and Mike DeCourcy is talking. This is a guy who has no skin in the game. And he said the same thing. Like this team was playing so well when Xavier Booker was in there, they scored 40 points. The offense was flowing and then they took him out. And I don't understand why. And I, I was do. looking at him at the TV saying, neither do I, Mike. Because Tom value he has this old school. I value defense above all thing. The reality is, 
Now, this is where I'll get myself in trouble with state fans, but I lost the ability to care years ago. They can get mad. They can support. It makes no difference. Cassius Winston and Xavier Tillman covered up for a lot of warts. So what I'm about to say, I want you to understand that while I loved Cassius and I loved the late game, late shot clock heroics, here's the reality. It's going to be almost a decade since Tom had an offense anyone cared about. All right? So this whole conversation, remember, this is about a coach who won't evolve. This is about a coach who looked at this roster and went, I'm going to win a natty with this. Mm Mm-hmm. He didn't go to the portal. He got stubborn. Look, the whole bit is this. The headline, Rico at the presser, and it's your belief. I'll take your word for it. I didn't look in the man's eyes. I just look at the product. He's going to Wes Saban. Now, his stubbornness might keep him around. He's almost a masochist on some level, is that the punishment, he'll he'll want to take more right. of it. But he's not, in, he's not having fun. And I, I, don't, I don't think he... He likes this team that he has. I don't think any of these big-time coaches are in college football or co- – look at Dabo Sweeney. You think Dabo Sweeney's having a good time? No. Because, look, part of the problem, though, Rico, here's the difference. T- Tom – look, you got to call it what it is, man. It's a, What is this now? It's going to be 14 this year, 13 each of the previous years. You know – Yeah, 13, 13. Yeah, 13, and it's going to at least be 14. Because I don't think you're going to – because for those saying, oh, well, you know – Remember, everybody thought that the Cassius Winston team, that 2000 team, was going to win the national title. You know what happened when they went to Purdue that year? Uh-oh. They lost 71 to 42. You're going to Mackey. Last time Michigan State won at Mackey, your starting backcourt, well, one's in jail for killing somebody. Keith Appling. Oh, dear. Gary Harris. Oh, my. That was the starting backcourt in 2014, the last time they won at Mackey. So, yeah, and it's probably the last damn time I cared about the offense. No, it was a year after. Oh, 15 with Denzel. Yeah. Yes. They, they lost, but they lost in overtime, but yeah. it was still competitive. Yeah. Other than that, you go to Mackey, it's not competitive. So that's a loss. So here's the question. And again, we're going to get to the wings a little later in the hour. I got thoughts on the Tigers. We've got some Lions. Brad Holmes was on the morning show with Cookies and Jansen. We got a lot to do today. But yesterday was pretty much, if it wasn't one of the worst losses, I'll just coin it, it's one of the worst losses of Izzo's career and arguably one of the worst weeks of Izzo's career, meaning Iowa and then that. And Two teams headed to the NIT. You lost at home. And it's a coach who, like Rico said, I mean, I'm not making fun of it. It's just reality. He's become very old in front of your eyes. His ideas are old, his stubbornness, his refusal to create a infusion of outside voices on the coaching staff, not just buddies. And see, I thought it when he started Booker, I'm like, you know what? He's changed. And then he had, he what, hurt. He seven hurt points, our show. three boards, three blocks. Now, yes, did he fail on a box out? Yes. Yeah. Did, did he, he get, get a did he get a, a dunk block? Yes. But like, it's the oldest phrase in the book, man. You grow through what you go through. Booker's not going to get better sitting on that bench. And this team, I've already seen what Maddie's got to offer. I've seen what Cooper's got to offer. And Lord, no man. slander. I've already seen what Jackson Kohler's had to offer. The team, you saw when he was in that lineup, that team wanted to play. They were excited. Every point, everything he did, they were like, yes, about time. And then it was a 180, and we went back to, here's my. He, and when I say he's done, I just mean it's the same thing as Saban. I'm yeah. just look, man. I'm in two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. And I was gonna say, and the reason why I say that is it's Tom's word. Every press conference that I've been at, at some point he'll say, 
I can't really go at them the way that I want to. Talking about his team. I can't yell at them. I can't really do this in practice anymore. And go enjoy the beach. And it tells me you're not being yourself. And, and you're selling yourself short. And if you're selling yourself short, you're selling the program short. Go. Be, either be yourself and go out with a bang or, like you say, go, go, go enjoy yourself. Go to the beach. We'll build the statue and name the court the minute you, you, you say you're out. That's not me wanting him gone or having some vendetta. Of course I don't. But what I don't like is sad old that. coach player thing. I don't like yeah, it. Either go out being you. Yeah, don't go out being balding Jerry Rice. Don't do that. Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven Rico Beard. The bottom line is, it is Rico's interpretation as a man who goes to every damn game and has covered the team for twenty years. Yeah, Izzo. He, whether you want to say not having fun, doesn't want to coach college hoops anymore, might be at the end. None of that is firing. None of that is animus. It's reality. He's seventy years old. This team blows. The product has been bad for years. The last uh, time I saw, no, the last time I saw this type when, when new rules happened was the one and done, and it was the year of, that he had Zach Randolph, and he would bring Zach off the bench because he really thought Zach was going to come back for another year, and it was like Tom, Tom not, Zach hasn't gone to class since December. <laughs> I don't think like Zach has no idea what about where the Wales famous Hall. convo between Zach and Deshaun Stevenson in the Breslin corridor. Oh. Oh, I got the stories. The point I make is. But right, it was like, and he was like, yeah, I guess in hindsight, I should have seen that coming. Oh, you mean when you played him like 20 minutes and he took Udonis Haslam to school? Yeah. The point is, I view what yesterday was. It's just, it's spite store. I, I could actually see a world where he wanted to put Booker out there, have Booker fail so he could say, see, mm. see, defense wins championship. Tom, Kentucky put up 117 points the other day. The game's changed a little. And I ain't telling you I want to see Kentucky here. But Kentucky knows who they are. Five guys that shoot 40% from deep, we have to take and make more threes than anybody else, and our defense is largely trash. The point is at least they know who they are. I don't know what this team is. Because when Booker goes out and goes seven points, three boards, three blocks, and you go, not perfect, energy, yeah. something, spacing. I can build upon For him not to play the last 15 minutes? Right. It was the same thing the other night when he started Matty Sissoko for two minutes in the first half and started him for three minutes in the second. Why the hell would you start him at all? What is he, reverse Darko? It doesn't make any sense. He's operating a spite store. He wants to prove that he's right. Versus if Booker plays, true or false, if the lineup I'm putting on the floor, if you took MSU's best defensive center, it would actually be Carson Cooper. Right. Nerd analytics, I know. Cooper, Booker, Hall right. or Aikens, and then your two guards, and whoever's not playing becomes your super six man. But he won't do it. Okay, and here's the other thing. When you put Maddie out there, Mike, it's I'm watching 34 for Ohio State. You know where he camped? Right under the basket. You don't have to guard him. He Maddie's at the top of the lane. The crowd is even yelling, shoot, because he is wide open. You put Booker out there, Booker will shoot the three-pointer and probably will make it. Like my dream. And again, I know it'll never happen, so just please spare me the the angry text. But, like, a school like Indiana State runs this five out. I mean, everyone's on the perimeter, and you are going to pierce and duck and dive into the paint and create. My point is, my dream lineup with how bad this team is, and I know, oh, well, you won't, you'll be bad defensively, or you'll get bullied on the glass. We don't rebound anyways. I just play Booker as a stretch five. 
I'd play Booker as a stretch five and park him outside. I'd have Malik Hall at the four, Akins, and both guards. There's my lineup. Is oh, it wait, flawed? Wait. Hell yes, it is. Wait, you mean the starting lineup yesterday? Because that was your starting lineup yesterday. I know. <laughs> that was it right there. But the, he can't help himself. The minute guys get hot, here comes. It's like Kenny's wings. It's a line change. One problem, basketball is not hockey. Yeah, David, the ticket text. The meatloaf. I'm sick of Izzo defenders saying 25-year track record of coaching. Okay, but get this man into a retirement home now. That is from Jimmy. Tony from Macomb says Izzo's loyalty, loyalty to his players has always been his weakness. You can't defend sitting Booker for Matty Sissoko. Last MSU basketball championship was in 2000. Izzo needs to find someone else that can recruit talent. Yeah, and again, here's the other problem for the people who want to go, but he just brought in the blank class in America. None of them are ready to play. Now, it's not his fault that Jeremy Fears got shot, okay? <laughs> yeah. So let's just get that out of yeah. the way. But Booker wasn't ready to play. Cohen Carr's not ready to play. None of these, and Normand or whatever his name is, is redshirting. Yeah, he's redshirting, yeah. So it's on the coach to find guys that are going to be able to come in and contribute and do the things you need. Now, I understand that he's going through the route of, I'm not going to do the one and dones. I want to try to build some people. But you kind of got to stack those chips. And until you do that, that's why you got to hit the portal hard to fill in for the gap so that in two, three years, now you can rely on the guys that you brought in here and recruited. Whether they're in or not, I think any Spartan knows they're not a tournament team. They're not. Go look at their wins. Tell me how many of them I should care about. Indiana State would be one. Illinois one. And Baylor on a neutral court. There, There's your three. You got three wins I care about. They're not a good team, guys. Yeah, you got more almost losses. Well, and, and again, Ohio State without battle, that's a bad basketball team. You know how I know you suck? Ohio State had the ball with a chance to beat you. Mm-hmm. Any team worth their salt should be of double digits on OSU. Same thing with Iowa. Iowa's a bad basketball team. You want to tell me they got hot? They got more talent than you realize? Okay, I live with it. Yeah, but, but here's the thing. Their star player was in foul trouble. So Freeman. Yeah. yeah, Freeman, the freshman. So once again, you had an opportunity to take advantage of a bad situation, and you didn't. Yeah. No, I, I, hey, man, I've been saying it for a while. It is what it is. I'll get raked over to Coles for it. I don't want MSU to be bad. No, but I, mean, I don't have to sit here and just go, well, golly gee, maybe Coach will get it next year. No, and the frustrating thing is they have the formula for the NCAA. T- you got three guards who can shoot. And now with Malik all of a sudden seeing the light, you got somebody who could post up down low. But you still shouldn't try to be figuring out a lineup and, and who's going to be playing what. In late February. How in 2024 do you put a lineup that features two or three non-guardable players? Rico, it can't happen. No. Yeah, when, when I saw Carr, Cooper, Cooper and, and, and Maddie, it was like... You thought you were getting punked. That's that's five on It's two. like Wojo's famous line. Are you trying to lose? David, go ahead, and then we'll move on. Firing Izzo is beyond stupid. We have 28 years of him showing what he teaches. Who said the F word, by the way? No one. Wasn't Rico. No one. Wasn't me. Saying he might walk away like Saban. You're stupid, and I don't want to talk to you anymore, Texter. Next. All right, I'll end that one. Seen this coming for a while. Izzo should have retired five or six years ago. Uh, Someone else texting and saying, I say this with respect, but Tom Izzo is Doc Rivers. Both guys have milked that one championship for a long time. (laughs) I'm not ready to put him in Doc's class. 
But I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to call it slander. You can do whatever you want. Doc, game seven, Rivers. Yeah, please. Now, more, more like uh, <laughs> PJ uh, Numbnuts saved our ass against the Cavs that year in 08. What was it? PJ, not PJ Washington. Dear Lord. Who cares? Just keep moving. Mike, I agree with everything you're saying, but what names are out there you think would no, be no, better? No, I'm not doing this. Do I have my running list of his O replacements? Of course I do. There is no purpose. The school's not going to do anything about it. And Izzo will walk on his own terms, yeah. and he'll burn down what he built most likely, just like Mark did, and I don't get a say in who gets hired. So, yes, do I have names? Of course I do. I'm a sicko. See, but the thing is, five guys right now. I thought that maybe this incoming class would rejuvenate him and really make him, because he, you could just see it each year. It was just getting worse and worse. Like, gosh, I just, this is work. I got to go out here and motivate these guys every game. I mean, he made a, a thing like, look, the crowd showed up. These players have to appreciate the crowd and, and the legacy. I'm paraphrasing, but you could tell he's not happy with this team. And I thought maybe bringing in this this rookie, I mean, the freshman class would do something. Nah, it didn't. All right, we're going to get to the Tigers quickly. Wings at 245. We'll get to Brad Holmes' comments later. we got a million things to cover. We wanted to at least address the Michigan State thing and what was one of the most embarrassing losses of Izzo's career and one that may, in fact, keep them out of the tournament. But now that's done, I got a quick note on the Tigers for you. Next, 97-1. This Friday, Mr. Michael Stone and Rico, and we are going to do two versions of This Week in Sports by the Numbers. It'll be This Week in Sports by the Numbers. I oh, don't give it away. And okay, You know Stoney's listening. That's good. I want him to know. Okay. And then Stoney by the Numbers, <laughs> where we'll be asking... Lots of probing questions. All right. So the Tigers thing. I wanted to just ask this question. Did the, um, and please don't do what I heard a caller do with Gator today. Don't be some mealy mouth defender of the universe for the Tigers and act like I'm married to this player. I am not. Let me repeat, I am not. But it's an issue of principle. And I think we've identified exactly how this organization is going to run, and I don't have to like it. And that is this Cody Bellinger thing. Now, no proof he would even take your phone call. Do you know how we know it? You never called. But the point is he went back to Chicago for about half of what Boris wanted. At the start of the offseason, Scott Boris wanted $150 million. He was never getting that. Bellinger, 3 at 80 and there's an opt-out after every year. So let's say Bellinger lights it up. Let's say Bellinger gives you 275, 30 bombs, 90 runs, 90 ribbies. You know, an eight-something OPS, right? He opts out. Who does it hurt? No one. Now, before people do this other routine I'm hearing, just understand something. You got to stop with the whole, well, if we brought in X, we'd be blocking Y. <laughs> I'm sorry, but... Parker like, Meadows got to eat, man. Right, and again, I'm fine having the youth on the roster, and I'm fine giving guys at bats, and baseball is a, a long season. Injuries happen. You need depth. You got to stop. You're not blocking Gunnar Henderson here. So here's my point. They have been open that they were not going to be involved in this stuff. And the signing of Gio Urshela, why I don't make fun of it, because I do think Urshela can provide some nice depth. He hits lefties. 
Guys, we have smartest man in the galaxy syndrome here. And it is just very, very clear. Scott Harris thinks he can emulate the dirtbag squad from a couple of years ago where it was like all these tryhards and gym class heroes with the Giants and they won 100 games. And it's like, dude, you're 55 mil below league average. This is a bad division. J.D. Martinez is the perfect fit. And I have zero confidence the Tigers would even pick up the phone and offer one at 15. For what? Fear of reprisal from Kerry Carpenter's reps? Come on, guys. Let, let, let's be adults about this. J.D. Martinez is a machine. And yet this team won't pick up the phone and call. I thought the – look, I never had designs on Bellinger coming. Right. I'm making a point that when you see what he when signed When you saw the for, deal. Yeah, and I'm going, who gets hurt by that? Nobody. Nobody. And if he hits it, I mean, if he's hot as a firecracker, then it was basically prostitution. He came here, got paid. See? Okay. Right, Roberto? The point I'm making is I, I get frustrated because I feel like Scott Harris is, is doing smartest guy in the universe routine. So it's very frustrating. You know, they threw $14 million at Jack Flaherty, who hasn't been good in five years. And never stays healthy. But yet, I, I'm, I'm going to get attacked because I want a guy who's the rock of consistency and who would be a legitimate DH who could moonlight with Carpenter a little bit there and then Carpenter's a woeful outfielder, but I wouldn't care because I'd have plus outfielders the other side. I heard a caller call into Gator today and actually say we can't bring on Cody Bellinger because we have Mark Canna. Mark Hanna and a 750 OPS, a 745 OPS, that's who I'm worried about blocking? No, I can't speak about that, but I do think that it appears to me that Harris is trying to go the whole, well, let's just work with our young guys and let them grow up, and if we lose, we'll we'll, we'll lose with youth. I don't have to go after and get – the pieces are here. They're just still developing. I don't agree with that because, yeah, it's like, oh, well, like we're going to block this like Carpenter. Right, you're right. You find a space for him. You make it work. Right. And again, there's you always going to be. A, you can never have too much talent on a team. And there's always going to be a give back, right? No, there are very, any players that are perfect very rarely hit free agency. And when they do, we know what they cost. I'm not advocating that. The Martinez thing is just a no-brainer to me. His worst season in the last five was an injury-plagued year where he had a damn near 800 OPS. Now, again, if J.D. doesn't want our money or if J.D. wants an outlandish three-year deal or something, you hang up the phone. But you know what would reassure me that they're actually trying? A report. Mm -hmm. Jeff Passan saying Tigers tried. J.D. farted into the phone. I could live with it. I just I wanted your take on it. One segment, and we'll get to the wings. But doesn't it bug you? Like, look, the Chapman thing, that ship has sailed. They were never going to do it. He's still out there. They're going to go with this Frankenstein at third approach. Whatever. But the JD thing could be a one-year deal. You are $55 million below league average. You have a lower payroll than last year. Mm -hmm. What am I missing? What is the harm in trying to win this division? You know, Kerry Carpenter didn't hit a home run the last two months of the year last year. And even if you went two years, $35 million with it, or an option after the first year. But you're trying. You got the money. And as you said, it's not going to cost you anything. It's going to add depth to the team. I view it that when you put a veteran around the youth, 
You're insulating them. You're protecting them. You're helping them. And again, if JD doesn't want your money, cool, but try. Because I'm thinking, did, did did something happen when he left here? Because none of you people were here when he was first here. So it shouldn't well, matter. I just wonder if the Bellinger thing is a harbinger of things to come, where these guys are going to go for deals, and Tiger fans are going to look at it and go, we could have done that. And I'm please, please spare me, oh, well, other teams aren't either. I don't care. I don't do radio in Minneapolis. I don't care about what the poll ads think. It doesn't register for me. I do radio in Detroit. I'm with you guys, and we talk Tigers. I just can't understand it. But then I think to myself, this guy thinks he's Billy Bean. This is what he's going to do. The mix and match and mine for gems, and I'm smarter than everybody, and it's like, Scott, both can be true. Yeah, you got to do something. Both things can be true. You can be really good at what you do, and you supplement because here I am being positive again. I think you can win this division. And if you can't win a division, I think you'll be in the race until August, maybe beginning of September. I do wonder. I, I mean, I, have you still not recovered from the Erod debacle? Like, seriously, pick up the phone, do something because this division is there to be had. But it's almost like you're not trying. It's almost like you just trust me. It's gonna work with hey, all the youth. I'm gonna root for him just the same. I want baseball back in this town. I love a good pennant chase. I love when Tigers are good. But look, I mean that last year was fun because the season wasn't over in May. Right. The thing. The thing that's got to stop in this town, and it's this weird vibe you get. It's like any criticism of a general manager in this town. You're you're, you're a Satanist. Well, hold on. What's in the trophy case of these people again? I mean, hell, I heard I'm not even going to bring it up, but like, oh, people need to apologize to Steve for what? Demanding he get to bring it? And he did? And it's working? Take a chance on Kane? Yeah, and he did, and it's working? You should apologize to Scott Harris. Uh, why? I'm sorry, 78 games doesn't exactly get, you know, the blood flow in the Penis working. Yeah, there's no apology needed at all for anything. And it's, it's I got played at the trade deadline and had a nothing burger offseason. Yeah, don't forget. What? Because you're the same person that said we don't pay running backs. And I I, I don't. <laughs> I'm just I don't. But it's, you, you don't question the GM. No, you question the GM because it's frustrating that you don't hear a report that they at least called. And, and again, I'm just saying the Bellinger thing is not about him specifically. It's the contract. And I wonder if the market is going to bear deals for Chapman, who would have made sense. That are sim- yes. Yeah, and he had his worst year last year battling a finger injury, but he's still a gold glover. And he's still a guy that's probably going to hit between 25 and 30 bombs and give you elite defense at third or whether it was J.D., or whether it was an arm that's out there. The point I'm making is, why should I have to sit here and genuflect for $14 million on Flaherty and a two-year deal for Maeda? And I don't hate Maeda. But yet I'm the bad guy for going, well, geez, uh, here's a solution. <laughs> like They ran to the altar to trade a can of tuna for Mark Canna. And they went... We're good in the outfield. What? So it was just, I, I wanted to just throw it out there. I'm not, I'm unemotional about Bellinger because I never viewed it as a possibility here. But that deal is so below what you thought he'd get. And the fact that you didn't try, I just don't get it.
I don't. Now, you tell me Bellinger's not a perfect fit. Fine. Argue my point on J.D. I don't think you can. I don't think you can. Unless you're in an alternative universe and you had a great year with Kerry Carpenter on PlayStation 5. And you all of a sudden believe he's the best player in baseball. I like Gary Carpenter. Happy to have him. You just remember the times when he was hitting the bombs earlier in the season. And it's he like, fell apart. Yeah. And he had a very good year. But you but don't remember is, that. The- how about I take the pressure off him? How about he becomes a little bit more of a luxury than a necessity? But Mike, he needs to be out there every day in order to get better. And you don't think I could find him at bats every week? You could. I, no, I'm with you. I'm just saying that's probably we need to get him out on the field in order to hit for him to get better. Tom Izzo on line four. You don't need to play to get better. Signed Xavier Booker. I wanted to offer, was Mikey V's surface-level hockey takes available for your grading? So we're going to go to my men in the streets, which is Rico and David, see what their grade on these takes are, and then we go to the hockey elite, the Oracle, our very own uh, Pierre Maguire, uh, Kenny Cott, and he will register a grade on my surface fringe uh, sort of hockey guy takes. Because these are all Red Wing-centric. I think I got a decent handle on this team. I think I got a decent handle where we're headed, what we need, what we got. Are we ready to play the game? Let's go. Let's do this. Oh, that's right. All right. Kenny, I want you to stay silent. Show no emotion. Do not tip your hand if I say something that is disgusting, egregious, inaccurate, or downright stupid. Don't tip me off. David and Rico, we will have you give the first grade. Then we see if I graduate over to the hockey oracle. Are we ready? Let's go. Five bold takes from a fringe hockey guy. Take number one. The wings are becoming more than a playoff threat. They are a legitimate playoff team with a legitimate chance to win a playoff series. Part of it is learning how to win playoff-style hockey games. Rico Beard, grade this. What am I giving, like an A, B, C? Well, you're the professor. Oh, no, I didn't know what type of grade. We went through. No, no, Mike, I, I like this take. This is an A because you're right. They're winning games, and it's not just this winning streak, but of going in there and your stars are coming up and being stars. The people who you want to be the leaders of this team, you're seeing that. Kane with the overtime goal. Like, yes, this is it. Debrinket with the with the goal that I still don't know how he made that goal. Skill, magic, <clears throat> passion. David. I'll give you a B plus. Okay. Not egregious as a French hockey no, guy. No. Now we go to the Oracle. Straight from Saskatoon. Kenny Cott, grade my fringe hockey take. I grade this as a C. The, re- the reason I grade wow. this as a C Damn. is because this is a team with ups and downs. You saw how bad they got when things got bad. You saw, you're seeing right now how things they are when they're good. Bunch of players on this team who have never even sniffed a playoff game. So, yeah, I, I think I wouldn't want to play them, but they could win. Would I predict it to happen? No, I would not. ESPN National Hockey Night, best open ever. All right, take fringe take number two. Here we go. David, we got to make sure we don't give out high grades because Kenny just shot us wow. down. No, this is what I wanted. <laughs> We're in the streets. We're the fringe idiots. Kenny is the nuanced Hockey Hall of Fame creep with the white gloves that holds the Stanley Cup. Here we go. Trade deadline. I think I've identified something this team needs. They must acquire, for lack of a nuanced term, 
a defenseman who's kind of a scumbag. Or, or a physical, like a needler, if you will. An enforcer. Uh, not quite that, because enforcer carries a negative connotation that they lack any skill. But scumbag doesn't. Okay. Right. I just, <laughs> the, something for the second pairing on defense that when it gets tough and when every game's 2-1 or 3-2, if they can secure a little bit of defensive help that's got a little bite to it, a little edge to it, I think that could take them to another level. Uh, let's start. David Hall, grade my fringe hockey take. I, I know I probably should be careful here, but um, <laughs> I know when Kane last night got hit, and, um, Larkin all year has been getting beat up. So yeah, I'm with an A on this. Yeah, Rico. I want to say A, but I'm going to go B. But but David, I went to the Oracle and we had this conversation, and he set me straight and said, oh. no, no, no. They need to get someone on the defensive line and and a tough guy, someone that you won't pick on the Maybe wings. Maybe the term is grit. They a, need a gritty, a grit guy. line addition. So I think the Oracle will back me up on this. Kenny Cott from the Hockey Elite Update desk. Yeah, the Hockey Elite would call it a sandpaper guy. A sandpaper. He provides some grease for you. Um, yeah, no, I wouldn't I, that be grit? Same thing. <laughs> <laughs> you were, you wanted the hockey term. I gave okay. you the hockey okay. term. What do you want? It's a sandpaper guy, eh? That's right. Go ahead. I give this an A minus, primarily because an NHL insider by the name of Jeff Merrick actually said this. He, Who's he Jeff said, Merrick? NHL insider with Elliot Friedman. He he does a lot of good work in the NHL. He knows what he's talking about. He's so a, I'm not nuts for saying get me a scumbag. That's from the inside of the NHL. A guy said that. So yes, you're bang on with this one. Let's go. And you're not the creep with the white gloves. You're back. I don't like that guy. He scares me. All right, here we go. Fringe take number three. Patrick Kane, not the cat, will prove to be the most important addition for this team because it is Kane's leadership relationship on and off the ice with the cat and veteran presence and experience that allows this team to take the forward step. I'm Ron Barr for EA Sports. Rico Beard. No, I was I would say the other way around. I think Debrinket. I, I look at Kane and why I like what he's doing. It's it's still you're wondering, man. It, will that injury come back to? How him? dare you? Okay, David. His experience is going to be huge. The in experience playoffs. is good, but I, I think it's I, I think the Brinkett is the straw that's stirring the drink. No, All right. I hate cats. I'm going with an A on this one. Kane's more important. Tremendous. Let's go to the hockey elite. Ray Ferraro joining us. So I give this one a B plus. I'm pretty confident in Kane because he's yes. just proven it game after game after game now. And did you see after he scored that goal the way the team rallied around him? They love this guy. He's, he's a you know what? He's a leader. He's you, a vibes guy. You guys just don't like short people. All right, here we go. Here we go. Fringe take number four. Iserman's hidden signings are way more important than any of us realized in the summer. That while Dubrinkit and Kane have been the sizzle, the stake of balanced scoring, multiple threats on multiple lines, who do it quietly, mm -hmm. That is going to be this team's ultimate calling card and why they're so dangerous. Rico Beard. Mike, I'm going to give that an A. He did. He moved in silence like the G in lasagna. All of a sudden, it was like, okay, yeah, he's these people. Like, you see the big names, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's the, the other balance. ones. It's the balance. Yeah. David. 
No, I'm still going B minus here because I I think it's Kane that brought that together and made everybody else important. So we go to the hockey elite live from Young Street. What do you got for me? Um, I give this one an A plus 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 plus. Absolutely. The Red Wings have the most players with more than 10 goals. That means everybody in their lineup is scoring in in, in all hockey. hockey fans rule. A plus plus plus. Yes. All right. I'm on a free roll. No matter how stupid this last take might be, I've graduated. Here we go. Number five. The playoff style wins against Colorado and Chicago. What I mean is these lower scoring, tight checking, overtime games. Winning these games now, not only is something they couldn't do a month ago, six weeks ago, but it's a sign of real growth and why. I believe the Red Wings will make the playoffs. They can win in multiple ways. They couldn't do it earlier in the year where they were 0-15 if they didn't get to at least four goals. Let's start out with David. This is an honors class A. I am definitely with you on this. It is showing them what they need to do. And That's the right. grit is there. They can come back. I Sand thought yesterday paper. was a loss. Sand and they paper. found a way. Rico I'm going to give it a B. I agree. I like the fact that it's not well, okay. We got to we got to go out and score four goals in order to win. The fact that you were able to come back and take the game into overtime to win, but the overtimes aren't like playoff overtimes. Don't They're let three facts on three. get in the way of a great okay. fringe take. Okay, Kenny Cott, <laughs> hockey elite. Yeah, this is an A plus plus for me also. The fa- and it's not because of. I mean, they did it against St. Louis. They did it against Chicago. Two bad teams. But they did it against Colorado. That's right. A team with Stanley Cup aspirations. You need to win games like that against teams like that that way. Absolutely. People, here's the deal. 248-539-9797. The god of fringe hockey has spoken. Me. The hockey oracle, Kenneth Cott, a.k.a. Chicken Parm, a.k.a. Ray Ferraro, has spoken. Where do you grade these five bold fringe wings takes after an unbelievable three-game set here, three-game run. We'll get to you guys next, 97.1. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're talking Red Wings right now. And, I, I, yeah, obviously, I never claimed to be some oracle. My hockey fandom largely died 
right around the time I graduated college because the Islanders were bought by a complete con artist and fraud, and I gave up. I admit it. Have I enjoyed the great Red Wings teams out here? Of course I have. And in the best interests of the business I operate, I'd like the Wings to be great again, so this is good for business. This is the hockey I'll get into. But I know I will forever be fringe hockey guy. So I gave five bold fringe takes with no idea whether fellow fringe hockey people would agree or disagree. But the hockey elite, would they even acknowledge what I was saying? And Kenny has, including a couple of A-pluses. So whether it is the Patrick Kane not to bring it, that the fact that Kane has been this elixir to making them a more complete team, to being a rallying point, to being the veteran leader, whether it is what they acquire at the deadline, did, did I appropriately identify it? Apparently I did because Pete Mallard agrees or somebody, I don't know who the hell it is. The point is, they, they need they need some grit or, as Kenny put it, sandpaper on the blue line. Or the quiet moves that Eisenman's made. Right. The, the, the quiet part out loud. Their depth is actually every bit as a weapon as their higher-end players. At least 12 players with double-digit goals. I think the biggest thing out of the weekend is learning how to win. And learning how to win when it's hard. Learning the nights it doesn't work and the opportunities aren't great. And you're just down one nothing late. Come back and beat the abs or against a Blackhawk team that on paper should you have dominated? Yes. Did yeah. you? Absolutely not. Emotional day, Kane's return, storybook OT win 3 2, not 6 5, right. 3 2. But Debrink, yeah, Debrinket's goal is just, it was almost like one of those playoff goals where you got the puck luck where somehow it bounced off the back of a Razzik's skate or pad Skill, or whatever. Determination, okay. passion. It, it went I in. Dare you. It went in. The point is, it's all that matters. I believe this. We talked about this. We kicked off the playoff push, the zero to five car flag confidence meter, the whole bit. I've upgraded to four. They're making the playoffs. This was a six game stretch where outside of the, 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 the abs game, we thought, you know what? They could rack some points here. Rico, they won three games in a row. It's not easy to do it in the league, do it in the style they did it. And I know they got to leave home here for a little bit. They're making the playoffs. I just feel like this is a playoff team. They've graduated. We need to talk about them differently. We need to look at them differently. I don't think they're cute or upstart. They might just be real. Do I know that they'll catch Toronto? No. Am I ruling it out? Absolutely not. And if Iserman does his work at the deadline, why can't we talk about this team winning a playoff series? You think Boston would be all pumped up to play this team? Boston ain't right. That's not the wagon. And, oh, by the way, the wagon lost to the Panthers. So I just I, I, I want to know if coming out of the weekend, level of overreaction. But as long as they do, if they address some need at the deadline and they continue to stay healthy like this, they're making the playoffs, man. No, they made, they won the gritty games. They, it wasn't a shootout. It wasn't a ton of points you valued. Puck, you, you did everything that you could. You had good goalkeeping. Yeah, everything happened. That you won games and you came back. It wasn't okay. Slight well, we correction. We lost. I want you to earn points with the hockey elite like Kenny. Goalkeeping oh. would be a soccer term. Goaltending ah. would be the hockey equivalent. Yeah. Somebody in goal. That's right. The somebody in goal. <laughs> Up next, it's between the pipes with Rico Beard and the Red Wings right now as it sits. Eight points ahead of the last team to fall out of the wildcard discussion in the Devils. The Devils are eight points behind the Wings. 
The Wings also have two games in hand against Tampa, who they are currently ahead as well. So, How I far mean, off from the Leafs are they? They are, let me see, four points off the Leafs. They're within striking you distance. You start to see where my head's going Exactly. Here. You lock yourself into that spot, you're playing, well, I mean, you'd be playing Florida, which is not fun. But yeah, but it's, it's not going to be fun no matter who you play. That's correct. Fun is being there. Yes. Fun is knowing all the pressure will be on whoever you're playing. That's true. And you got a young team primarily, but you got some experience. It's a good blend. So two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. David, what do the ticket texters have to say about Fringe Hockey Fest two K two four? Oh, this wing team is the best I've seen in the past few years. The depth we have with our third and fourth line is great. The wings will win the first round. Oh my! Oh, you going all the way? Oh, oh my! Uh, yes, we're dusting off the late 90s takes with the wings. They need to get bigger on the blue line. Hold on. I didn't say bigger. I just said grit, or as Kenny put it, sandpaper. Sandpaper. Or as I put it, a scumbag. You need someone who is going to be a shepherd for presumably Evanson, who you will call up. He says, I agree with you, though, on that, but I'm happy we get to hear it again, Curtis, in Detroit. Tommy from Pleasant Ridge says, good takes by Mike. Number one sign this team is going to go to the playoffs is they have Mike excited about hockey. It's a good product. <laughs> but it's the truth. It's a good product. When we really look at it, it's been 15 years since you had a real ability to be excited. You know, the latter stages of this, it was a lot like MSU hoops. Who the hell's excited making the tournament or making the playoffs when you have no chance of doing anything? Well, now you get to restart the engines because time has made you miss those runs. It's made you miss the fun of it, the chase. And now it's a new group of players. And it's a new list of names. And it's just this, yeah, it's always exciting. Like if the Tigers, whatever their first pennant chase is, whatever first real pennant chase they have is going to be the most joyous one because it's been so long. Yeah, we just saw that with the Lions. That's exactly right. And you saw this town went crazy. The big deal is I like to see Eiserman make signing Kane to a two-year deal beyond this one. Kane and DeBrinkett are teaching this team how we can win in any way possible. Then someone wants to call you out, Kenny. Matt from Grand Blank says, I would like to ask Kenny revisit the day that we signed Kane. He was so uninspired and unimpressed. Yeah. I got excited and you served a poo-poo platter. No, what, you, you should apologize. These people are half remembering what I said. Oh. They're remembering one half of what I said. I said, there's a good shot he turns into a guy coming off a hip operation that no one's ever recovered for. But he also, he also could be one of the best players North America's ever produced. Stop it. I don't know if I, I heard see the it last. On, I don't know if I heard the last part. You heard what you wanted to and you know it. I was the one going, geez, I'm kind of pumped up about this. And you know what you did? I think I gave it a B- minus at the time because I thought there was a chance he could regress David, to I re- injury. I thought I heard him like, yeah. I thought that's you know what, what I, yeah. Rico, he gave a meh. If you guys aren't listening and these people aren't listening, I'm not talking about it. Okay. Next text, David. All right. Next, hashtag, next text. Hashtag goalkeeper. Next text from Sir Don says... Kenny was too critical of everything Mike said. B minus at the lowest. Others, B plus or above. He gave a couple A pluses. I feel like Kenny's grading made me more confident about my takes. (laughs) Another person says, I saw Wings flag on a car at church yesterday. I am excited about the Wings right now. 
David, would it be viewed as disrespectful if we put, like, Jesus or the Virgin Mary holding a wings flag in church? That would be— You couldn't yeah, just duct tape be, it on there? That would be too much. Why? That would be too much. What's wrong with that? So many things. I'm gonna we'll, this, we'll talk about it in the break. It's like the spirit of Detroit <laughs> wearing the jerseys. Do the how, same thing. How is it any different? It's an inanimate object. Listen, think about this. What? Put the wings flag across the cross. Kenny, here's what I'd like to do. <laughs> Why not? Ke- Kenny, what if you and I created, because David wears a lot of the God-themed T-shirts, Jesus loves hockey too. I, would you wear no, it if well, we created you, you, you got to be careful because you know people hated those Super Bowl commercials. What if what if we created a shirt that said Jesus is my enforcer? Once again. Yeah, put Jesus on the blue line. And then we just swap out Probert's head for Jesus on the back. <laughs> Jesus equals sandpaper. How about that? I'm just going to read some more text yeah, here. You know what? No, I'll tell you what. I'll keep it timely. <laughs> we'll keep it moving, and we're going to get to the phones next, okay? <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. You missed anything, odyssey.com rewind. Andrew, who is Hockey Elite certified, joins us next. Hello, Andrew. Hey, Mike. How you doing? Excellent. Yes. So I'm going to talk about a few of the points that you made, uh, a few of your takes. You know, number one, the Patrick Kane take. I, you know, before we saw him play, before he kind of got, you know, in game shape and all that kind of stuff, I mean, I don't think anyone really knew what to expect, obviously, because of all the, you know, like the past surgeries and, and not working out for other, you know, hockey players and stuff. He has that aura that few players in any sport have, even into the late 30s, that he's one of a handful of players at most. I mean, you're seeing it like Sidney Crosby this year, having a, having a close, like a, a career year. Patrick Kane, what he's doing um, and how he's able to adjust with, just with his hockey IQ, what he brings to the team just adds a dimension that, you know, look at last year. The Wings could not score at all last year. And while, this, you know, like the team isn't creating a ton of chances, the amount of chances they're converting, and I would put the Wings' depth up against any team in the league. You know, last year, Vegas won. 
because of their depth. The Wings have four players with 10 or more goals more than Vegas. I think the Wings team overall, top to bottom, potentially has the most depth in the entire league. And so because of that, and because one other other player that wasn't even mentioned when you're talking about, like, you know, the guys, the fringe players, I mean, Alex Lyon is a main reason, if not the reason, you could argue, why the Wings are going to make the playoffs and have a chance to win a round. You know, like, going to the season, he didn't even play the first month. He was behind Huso yep. and Reimer, and now he's making 750k a year for not just this year, next year too. So we have won the best bargain, legit starting goalies. If we can add another one, you know, because I mean, we don't know if Reimer can hold up. I mean, I really think I'm with you that the Wings, if they go into the playoffs and they play like like the Rangers, I I mean that's who they're projected to play like as of today. I I mean the Rangers will probably be favored, but I don't think it's going to be that you know, in in their favors. So, so I think everything you said in terms of, you know, I mean, the only thing I'm not sure of, Mike, and I got to be honest, is that I, I'm i not convinced Eisenman will do anything at, at the deadline. Mm. I think that there's some, the way the contracts are constructed, maybe he'll find a way to get rid of, you know, or I don't want to say it that way, but like he'll move one of the lower defensemen. I don't think Petrie's going anywhere. I know he's had his ups and downs. Mata maybe will go somewhere. Hall has two years left. That's a hard contract to move at the deadline. So it's tough with Edmondson. You know, like he needs to come up too. So Okay. Um, I mean, look, Andrew, I only yeah. said it because they're they're playing their way into him almost not having a choice. I mean, think about Agreed. it. You're four yeah. points off the Leafs. This deadline bearing down. Now, again, Andrew, I've never advocated do something stupid or a grotesque overpet. No, 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 no. But this is about this team has fulfilled their end of the bargain and have either met or exceeded Steve Iserman's best intentions when he put this thing together. They are eight points up in the wild card, and they are in striking distance of Toronto. Now, I do think it is going to be hard to justify, unless market conditions dictate it was impossible to responsibly add to this team. I just don't see how it's acceptable to not. You have a clear need. Go address it. I don't care who you got to throw in a garbage can. I'm looking for a second-line defenseman, a second-pairing defenseman that's got a little bit of, as Kenny calls it, sandpaper. 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 I I think they can move guys, too. I don't think that's against the law. They could move Shane Gostisbehere, whose primary role is a power play defenseman. He's a specialist. That's all you have him for. If you replace that with a defensive defenseman, now we're talking about. Something. I always love the defensive defense. Yeah, the Nicholas Lidstrom type. Oh boy, responsible with the puck. Okay, let's go to Andre ninety-seven-one. Hello, Andre. Hey guys, how you doing? Good, Andre. Um, I'm really excited about you guys talking about hockey. I'm calling from Little Windsor here. Um, being a Wings fan, I I have to say, Mike, you are spot on on all your points. Uh, I'd grade you anywhere from an A minus to an A plus on all all your points. Can't can't specify how much I agree with. We need to have that sandpaper man defenseman. He is crucial for us to make it into that playoff. Uh, you kind of just pointed at uh, moving Gustus Bear maybe for a talent defenseman. That would work too because in the playoffs you need uh, that defenseman that 
you know that other team has their star guy on the ice, your defenseman's on the ice, glued to him. Just like, you know, Nicholas Lindstrom was always on Sidney Crosby or, or, you know, even a two-way center like Zetterberg used to play uh, that would always be on the ice when their star player is. You need someone against Austin Matthews or whoever their star player is, especially in the playoffs. Look, I, Kenny, you know, while you, you know, I did bring up the whole idea of like they kind of need a dirtbag on that second pairing, somebody who's physical, sandpaper. Who are the sandpaper men available at this deadline for the crowd so we know who we're talking I'm not sure who the sandpaper guys are. I've been more paying attention to the defensive defensemen, the Chris Tanevs, the Noah Hannafin types. Those are known non-sandpaper people. I wouldn't say they're non-sandpaper. They're just defensively responsible. But they're is... not the sandpaperiest of the sandpaper. My, so my, they're not a little chippy. My issue with the sandpaper thing is you need those guys to win playoff serieses. But we're trying to make the playoffs. I don't though. think you can create that word. Serieses? Series I? Series I? There's that OU education. I'll tell you why. Oh, my. Series? Series. Mooses. <laughs> okay. All right, carry it. <laughs> All right, go ahead. No, I'm just saying I'm, I'm more focused on making the playoffs, and the sandpaper guys are important. Here's for what I want from you. By the time we bring this back in the 5 o'clock, I want you to find me a defensive defenseman who's also a giant Richard. I want a defensive. Who moonlights as a sandpaper guy? I want a, I want a defensive defenseman wrapped in sandpaper. You find me that man. I will search high You and low find the one-armed man. I want to know who is the name that we have to rally behind as a show. Because face it, when we talk, things happen. I personally hold you responsible for Debrinke coming to town. I think the name you're looking for is Noah Hannafin. I don't know how much sandpaper he's got, but man, that guy could help this team. Man, you sign him long term. I asked you. I need grit. And defensive defensemen. I need playoffs. Kenny? <laughs> All right. So, okay. So, Kenny, at what point do you think that they're in the playoffs? Or are I you one of those that they have to officially be Kenny in? would need to be 12 points up with five games to go and have a little logo next to their okay. name that says they're in. No, I think I'm more with Mike on this. I'm pretty much in a four-car flag situation right now. I think they're in. I just So if they're in, don't I've, you need the sandpaper guy? I've seen what this team looks like when they get cold. Well, he's made the decision. Listen now. He's Can talking either down to us. Out. He wants the defensive defenseman. He's not committing to the sandpaper defense. So you don't believe they're you, in. I'll tell you when I will believe that they're in is when Steve does something at the deadline. Then I will be 100% in on this. That's where Kenny drops trout. That's yes. where it happens. Okay. Okay. We're going to speak it into existence. It's going to happen. We're going to be all right. Everybody calm down. You want to do a little football next? Anybody in the mood for some football? Let's do that. So it is combine week. We will start seeing workouts on the field starting Thursday. But there is a little bit of news coming out here, and I want to know your thoughts on each guy making this decision. It is quarterbacks announcing if they're going to throw or not throw at the combine. Uh, set to throw in Indy will be Michael Penix Jr. So far, Bo Nix. And J.J. McCarthy, smart move by all three of them to throw at yes. the combine. Any quarterback that doesn't throw is a moron. These are practice really? throws. They're throws you've made since eighth grade. There's no defense. You're indoors. 
throw the damn ball. Right, but you're throwing to guys who aren't your normal receivers. If you happen to overthrow a guy or he drops it, That's not it's going to look bad on you. Look. All right, fine. You want to take out Caleb Williams, fine. But any other quarterback, if you ain't number one, you're no one. See, I'm throw wondering. the ball. Okay, it, seriously, I'm wondering. The way the hype is with J.J., why not just sit this one out and just throw at a pro day in a comfortable environment in Ann Arbor. Well, that's Man. why I said as of right now, things could change as it we is, go. It is shocking to see such a winner behave like a loser. Rico Beard. No, I'm just, I'm just Throw saying. Throw the damn ball. <laughs> He's rising up. His stock is getting higher and higher. So now anything you do is going to tear you down. No. He's going to get out there. He's going to meditate. He's going to wink at a couple reporters. He's going to start slinging a few no. passes. No, because the quarterbacks where you very, rarely see their throws in the workouts, those are the ones that end up getting drafted like second overall. J.J., throw the ball so Looking the Giants at you, Zach Wilson. Let's just make it happen. Yes, okay. J.J., Giants, 2K24. Oh. Well, Caleb and Jaden Daniels will not throw. No decision on Drake May yet, but I found something interesting, Mike, and I wonder if this changes your mind on Drake May. Mm-hmm. He is preparing for the draft by working out with Eli Manning. What's that, breathing through his mouth? Would that be tr- blank stare training? We'll see that. I don't know. Maybe we'll see that. Perhaps but. it's how to never win a playoff game outside of your two Super Bowls. Same amount of touchdowns to interceptions at the end of his career? Is that what we're working on? Where's the respect for the man that brought your city and your team? Most, two. Not most, one. Most un- two Super Bowls. uneven, overrated career in the history of football. Hey, he's got two more Super Bowls than my team has. Rico, you talked about respect. Well, let's talk about fights. Cam Newton Cam was Newton. involved in a fight over the weekend. The incident happened at his seven-on-seven flag football tournament. According to reports, Cam's team won the tournament. So the opposing team that lost, the adults decided to start a fight with Cam Newton. Those are adults? Yes. yes. They look like kids. Yes. And they got smoked. They it did. Is, it is the true definition of F around and find out. Right, Cam Newton's <laughs> life, he's 6'5", 240, built in a lab. His entire life as a running physical quarterback was to take on contact full speed from other dudes bigger than him. You think just because he wears stupid hats and ridiculous bow ties mm-hmm. that what? Your 5'8", 150-pound right. ass is going to do something? Right. I'm quite sure they were in the car with ice bags on their head. Wait, whose idea was it to jump he Cam again? He like some of your comic book movies where he was just throwing <laughs> dudes all over the place. It was six on one. It didn't he, matter. He had four dudes on him, and at no point was he ever at, in danger. He was just taking care of everyone. Right. It was all almost while, like all you guys don't the really... hat from The Wizard of Oz. Right. You guys really don't want this smoke, so... You need to reevaluate trying to do this. If I bought you a Cam Newton hat, would you wear it in Vegas for our March Madness shows? See, it wouldn't work, Mike, because Cam has the hair sticking out the I'll hat. buy you a fake wig. I just, those hats are inexplicable. Then get one for yourself. No, I couldn't pull it. You got the luscious hair. But you could pull it off. I could pull off anything. Okay, then. Well, from one black quarterback to the next, or another black quarterback, let's talk about Russell Wilson, because he doesn't seem to want to let go. He was interviewed on the I Am Athlete podcast by Brandon Marshall saying oh, great. that he wants to return to Denver. He wants to win two championships within five seasons. Mm. But then on the other end, he's saying, yes, I would take the minimum if I go to another team. I, I, what What is wrong with Russell Wilson? Does he not understand it's over? He's living in delusion. Here, Kenny would like to have sex with Margot Robbie. Update, not happening. 
congratulations. Two Super Bowls Kenny. in five years. Bro, you're unemployed because you suck. How about we just lower that to a playoff win in two years? Baby steps. Right. Stop acting like a total weirdo. Baby steps. So I want to guy, I want to put you all in the shoes of the Bills, the Buffalo Bills GM. What would you do to make this happen? With, this is what your coach said. Okay. Quote, Sean McDermott, it's not a matter of if, it's just a matter of when. That is the relentless pursuit. This is regarding saying we're going to go to the Super Bowl. Well, then how do you make that happen if you're the GM? My, my ideas are very unpopular. It would start with I'd fire Sean McDermott. I don't believe for a defensive-minded coach to routinely have a defense that is ass, for a defensive-minded coach to willfully, without a gun to his head, employ Leslie Frazier, then have Leslie Frazier disappear and you call the defense. Whenever, alert me when the Bills make their next big stop. It'll be their first. So it starts there for me. I don't buy Sean McDermott, and I'll tell you the other thing. You got a real problem on your hands that Gabe Davis is walking out the door. And Steph Diggs clearly will not be a part of this anymore. And your Yeehaw Cowboy quarterback's going to need some help. Those would be the two things I'd look at. But well, I would just say you, you're you going to have to design a defense that is made to strictly stop Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. That's it. You got to come up with the best defense ever. That's, I mean, David, you got to go get a couple of dogs out there and put them out there because you know at some point you're going to have to play the Chiefs in the playoffs. You got to stop Mahomes. Now, if you can stop Mahomes, you could probably stop everybody else. That's why we go first. Firing the coach, okay. You can or you you can leave him there. McDermott, your defense has to be top three in the NFL. Then and only then will you win the Super Bowl. So again, I say that we are. This is the week of the NFL Combine. Everyone looks at the on-field workouts. But would you value the interview over the workouts? I mean, yeah, if the guy admitted to being a serial killer or something. Look, I think it all works together. You can't just ace the interview or just ace the physical. Look, Brad Holmes said something that was really interesting, and I liked it. He talked about how in 2020 during the pandemic, they didn't have a combine. And it was all about football. It was all about the tape, right? And, he, and, and it was a simplicity to it. I think sometimes we overcomplicate this. Yeah, stuff. see, the interview is, it's what are you going to get? Somebody's going to say, I'd rather you not draft me because I've never liked your team. Growing up, I actually hated your team, and I would throw darts at your logo. Like, what are you going to – every interview is going to be, well, yeah, I would love to come and play for Team X, Team Y, Team Z. I don't think you get much out of it, David. That, to me, it's a waste of time because they're not going to – they're not the, the the people interviewing you aren't going to ask you real questions, and the person being interviewed is not going to give you real answers. So let's close it out with this here because we just were coming off a season where the Detroit Lions <laughs> fans traveled everywhere, and they had a pretty good home field advantage during the playoffs. So in the last ten years, what venue do you think had the best home record, best home field advantage? Arrowhead. Arrowhead, yep, they were number one at 61 and 21 in the last 10 years at Jesus. home. Philly. Philadelphia, not in the top six here. Nope. Hmm. I, I mean, all right. New England. New England is tied for fifth here, 54 and 28 with the Baltimore Ravens. I'll give you the rest here. Cincinnati? No. 
Buffalo was uh, yeah, Bills fourth. Mafia. Yeah. Pittsburgh third. Green Bay. They still Bay. got a team in Pittsburgh? Yeah, Green Bay was number two <laughs> in the last 10 years. Interesting, too, because they lost twice as a one seed off a of bye. Correct. Oh, and uh, real quick, and we can dabble into more of this tomorrow, but Mike, according to Adam Schefter, the Giants will be speaking to free agent to be Saquon Barkley, trying to explore a deal with him, but they are unlikely to tag him for $12 million. Mm. Mm. I hate my football team. All right, that is football today. Izzo going away is Saban. He's done. He don't want to do this no more. This isn't fun. It's not enjoyable. And frankly, I got to be honest, it's not that good at it anymore. Like, yeah, he's got more basketball knowledge in his toe than we have in our body. Noted, established. He, the standard is the standard. Losing 13, 14, 15 games a year, that ain't the standard. Brutally mismanaging your roster, not the standard. So we, we covered it. And just had a conversation about it. Yesterday was one of the worst losses you'll you'll ever see from Izzo. And it was on him. Don't go blaming Matty Sissoko because he's terrible at basketball. Blame the guy who puts him in the game. Blame the guy who puts a lineup out there that's Matty, Cooper, and Cohen Carr. Right. You don't have an offensive skill set if you combined all three in some kind of Frankenstein. No. And he did that with the game going down the stretch. And Xavier Booker sits. Right. So we covered that too. Also gave you a little tidbit. On baseball free agency, which is this. See, not not that you're sad that Bellinger isn't a Tiger. How could he be a Tiger? They never called. It's what the market bears. It is the fact that he only got three at 80. Not the 150 Boris wanted. I wonder if and when we see J.D. Martinez sign, and it's, let's say, one at 15. Now, that will bother me. Because I think J.D. Martinez could put you in a strong position to win the division. Putting him in the middle of this order with Torkelson. Taking some pressure off of Kerry Carpenter. I don't need you to be this awesome freak show. I need you to just develop, even though you're going to be 26. I wonder if it affects how you view Scott Harris. Because I'll tell you what I think we got going on. Just my opinion. Smartest guy in the room, Sam. I'm smarter than you. I'll mine for gems. I'll sign a bunch of garbage. I'll turn it into some weird Frankenstein thing, and we're going to win games. Can it work? Sure. That doesn't mean I'm ignoring adding legitimate proven commodities to that Frankenstein thing. And by the way, for all the people who go, well, now listen, you know, Scott Harris knows more than you. 29th rated offense last year. And you know what you added to that offense? Mark Canna, who's barely above a league average OPS. Pardon me if I wanted to take some of the millions of dollars that came off the payroll and add a bat to help my younger players develop. Pardon me. I should apologize. (laughs) Especially for a division that's ripe for the taking, where there is no team that's just head and shoulders better than everybody else. I thought that they were going to do a lot more at the winter meetings. There's still people out there that they can go after. I don't think that they are. I think they believe in their young guys. I think they believe in the talent. And they don't want to block that young talent. They they want to try to let it blossom, and they're going to ride or die with the kids. And I want the young people to play. Signing JD doesn't block anybody. No. I, I, I'm sorry. Well, it slows down the growth of Carpenter. 
Oh, okay. Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. So all of that on Odyssey.com rewind. David, what do you oh, and we'll get to Brad Holmes here shortly. David, what do you have? All that was missing from the hockey blitz was Gary Thorne, Bill Clement, and the mullet of Barry Rose. Love it, Paul in Nashville. Here's what I want. Mm-hmm. Two things we could add if we're going to create a hockey, like a car flag blitz. You gotta go on YouTube. And there is an ESPN National Hockey Night intro, uninterrupted. And I'm pretty sure it's for Rangers and Nordiques at the Colisee de Quebec. You can pull Gary Thorne's talk up, which is electric. The other one I personally would need would be 1993 second round of the playoffs, Islanders at Penguins on Easter Sunday and David Volick's OT winner to send the Penguins home as the defending Stanley Cup champions, where Gary Thorne jumped out of my TV like Freddy Krueger. <laughs> now, if you can get me those two pieces of audio, you do whatever you want with the open. I'm in. <laughs> and maybe a Hartford Whalers goal horn. Maybe a little brass bonanza. I don't know. I'm just spitballing. It would be a Roberto project. Dave is doing a deep dive. No, no, no. He, he, there's no way. Well, that's the mall. That's the old Hartford, Hartford. Mall. Yeah. I've been there. I, I was about to say, I've, I've been there. We've toured the facility. Yes. Uh, yeah, but listen, if we do it, it's got to be retro hockey effects. It can't be this nonsense, you know, video game stuff. Uh, that should be in the open too. Yes, that, a hundred percent. Do we have? Hey, hold on. Do we have Kenny Cal's call of uh, Kane's goal? The people should hear that one. Ken's call is great. Did you have you heard this? No, oh, this is really good. All right, if you don't, I don't want to ambush you. Do you have it? David has it, and he also says Jesus rules. All right, let's do it. Connor Bedard out the center ice now, and over the Red Wing line. Drops it back to Jones out in front. Moves in. Shoots. Save made. Rebound chance. And now the Wings have a break. Here is Patrick Kane. Oh, what drama. Brings it in on a breakaway. Shoots. He scores. Oh, oh what a win for the Red Wings. <laughs> on a night they celebrate, Kane, who scores the game-winning goal in overtime. And the Red Wings, Malibet, center the final score in Chicago. The Red Wings, three, and the Blackhawks, two. So tonight, I want Oral Roberts. Roberts. Even the uh, Ken and Mick call was fantastic. I know. That was such a good call. I know. Listen, you have to pick one. I'll go slight edge, Kenny Cal. Slight edge. It's like the difference between an A-plus and an A. You're both doing just fine. That, and again, that was storybook. It really was. That's as storybook as it gets. It almost feels like an NFL script. Mm-hmm. Uh, David, ticket text. This is Dan from Port Huron. He says the Tigers have no interest in being a winning franchise. They would rather install new showers and TVs and buy a new airplane. I mean, listen, I am not going to shout those people down because. When you have a payroll outside the top 20, when you're $55 million below league average, and when it's clear you got the 28th or 29th ranked offense and you're relying solely, almost exclusively on kids, and you already have what I deem two holes in the lineup, minimum, golly gee, it would seem like a good idea to take some of that cash. Maybe not hand it to Jack Flaherty, who hasn't been good in five years, and get a bat. 
Yeah, it would seem. No one's asking for Otani here, right? I, I didn't go on the air and say, let's deal seven players and 30 franchise pizza joints for Juan Soto. I didn't do that because those things are unrealistic or stupid. I think that was the only player you've ever said, don't even pick up the phone. Yeah, because I'm like, come on, what does it hurt? No, no. And, and we don't have tax deferment plans. It couldn't hurt. But my point is, the things we're asking for are bottom shelf. Look, the same conversations are going on in Cleveland right now. If if Cleveland fans are even awake, that's a cheap organization. Right. Cleveland has no excuse with a morbid offense and a largely non-productive outfield to not go shopping and bring in or offer a Cody Bellinger. See, my point is, while everyone else is sitting around playing with their schwanz, you should be the one capitalizing and winning this division. Oh, you guys don't want to play? Mm -hmm. You want to be cheap scumbags? Right. Watch this. Like, what's the point of owning the team if you don't want to win? But see, there's no pressure on Scott Harris. And frankly, I this is my belief. I hope he proves me wrong. I'm getting strong, smartest guy in the room vibes. And I don't like that. I don't think that's a road to be successful. I don't. Ooh, I don't need the fancy stuff. I'm going to dig up the dead body and broken pelvis of Gio Urshela. See, I, I, pores. I didn't think that was it. I thought he made just a major blunder on the trade deadline with uh, E-Rod. How about I, some I, Mark Canna for your ass? I thought that he was going to really go into the offseason and free agents and really show, okay, this is my team. This is what we're going to do. And, yeah, it's been, been very, very underwhelming. I have higher expectations. Peep these Flaherty highlights from 2019. I just, come on, man. I don't think I'm wrong or a bad person for going, pick up the phone and call JD. See if you could wrestle him from Texas and put him in the middle of your order. You think it's going to be a treat to, to face a middle of the order that features Torque no. and him back no. to back? Mix in Riley Green for a little balance. Mix in Carpenter for some balance a couple days a week. Mm -hmm. What's the problem? Nothing. No, you're going to enjoy Matt Veerling. Okay, I, I got nothing. It does reek of a uh, smartest guy in the room that you'll see. The young guys are going to show out, and they're going to going to be a and, fun. And again, I'll say it one more time for the people in the back. My plan doesn't displace anyone. This isn't a move where Riley Green wouldn't be playing. I didn't go out and say sign a first baseman and you'd have a torque problem. You, you are not allowed to put Kerry Carpenter in the same class as Jackson Holiday. I just beg you to stop. I like him. He was one of our favorite players on the show. I want him here. I'll find him at bats. What do you mean? He's the next it thing, Mike. Come on, I, man. I, I, I know. I know. So Superstar. Was, so was Chris Shelton. Just calm down. Mm. Two, four, eight, Good five, three, nine. That a baby, <laughs> huh? Two, four, eight, five, three, nine, ninety-seven, ninety-seven. Now, question. You want to get into the, you want to do Brad Holmes at five o'clock? How do you guys want to play this? Talk to me. Because I'm happy we can go into a little bit of the court storming and the nonsense. Or we can go Brad Holmes right now. I'm down. Bring back the wings at five o'clock. Happy to do it. Rico, you know what? Let's do, let's. Uh, he's yeah. giving some Aretha vibes today. He wants the spotlight today. He's getting it. You sit there. <laughs> get ready. Big takes only. 97.1. All right. So with that, it's a perfect segue. Brad Holmes joined the morning show. Jim Costa and, and John Jansen. 
And the guys did the best they could. They asked good questions. They really did. But talking to Brad Holmes is the equivalent of talking to a wall. But he said one thing that I think you can get whatever you want out of this comment, depending on your perspective. Well, the man to my left has a perspective. I want to play for you this audio. He's asked about Jared Goff. And then Rico is going to deliver his second bold take of the day. Yeah, obviously, Jared did a great job. Uh, and we do, uh, collectively as an organization, we do have a sense of the direction that we want to go and proceed with Jared and, 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 and other players um, that, that are eligible for those discussions. But out of respect of the player, uh, out of respect of our process, we just kind of keep those conversations uh, in, internally. And once we have updates, we'll definitely make sure you guys know. Yeah, see, the thing is... Look at him. He's rubbing his eyes. He's all stressed out. What is not, your problem? not stressed out. It's, it's just... I know that Brad Holmes was going to come out and say, well, we're working on this deal. We're going to pay him this. We're going to pay him that. But it just kind of seemed like a lot of word soup. At, at some point, what does Jared Goff have to do in order to get the new contract restructured? I guess what I thought I was going to hear is, guys... Rather than making sure we got our kicker locked up, yeah, that's one of the top priorities is, is Jared is our guy long-term. We're going to make sure he's going to be here. We're working on the details. Okay, but kind of, we're, you know, we're kind of figuring it out and we're going to see and stuff. Like, Jared Goff has done things that no other Lion quarterback has done in history, okay? He is the one of one right now. Why is it so hard to just say, He's a guy going to take care of him. We may not have a salary right now. We may not know how long it's going to be. He's our guy. Because the longer this goes, the more and more it tells me you're almost waiting to see him fail. So you can then say, yeah, this is why we didn't give him the money, and we're going to hand the keys over to Hendon Hooker. And we will start the Hendon Hooker phrase. Because I don't understand why this man is taking you. He won the division. Last Lion quarterback to do that, long time ago. He won you not one, but two playoff games. You were seven minutes away from a Super Bowl. He's your guy. The price is only going to go up and up. I understand. You didn't pay him last year because he had a good second half of the year. And I understandably so. We'll see what you do in the next season. Well, the next season he balled out. He got it done. And it wasn't like, oh, well, this is a contract year balling out. He went out there and won you games. I don't understand. If you keep waiting on him, the price is only going to go higher and higher. But wouldn't hold on. Now, on that one point, uh, and take all the time you want, I'm just saying, the cap is going up. It, it's commiserate with what the QB market. This massive cap jump here, right. I think we've more than made up for any uh, Jared Goff inflation. No, no, no. But, Mike, if you'd have did it last year, you probably could have got him at about $140 million. Guess what it is now? It's $200 million. If you wait another year, now you're going to be up into the $240 million. So, yes, the cap is going up, but you're paying this man more and more. If he's your guy, lock him up now. All right, Sign let's do the this. deal. So, hold on. Let me throw the number out because I think Rico's saying something that's interesting. And I don't totally agree with you, but I agree with one part of this. 248-539-9797. Listening to you talk, I think the part I agree with most is... Why can't you just come out and go, look, guys, I'm not going to get into negotiations and all that. I'll just tell you Jared's our guy. Yeah. All right, we're going to get something done. 
that part resonates with me because that is the one thing general managers with quarterbacks or the ultra star players generally do. We love Jared, want him here. He ain't going nowhere. We'll get something done. <laughs> it is weird. Now, it could just be playing it close to vest, but I'm with you. What else does the guy have to do to just basically have the GM put it to bed and go, guys? Do you have to play it that close to the vest? We all saw what he did. We all saw how valuable he is. You Fans are rallied around this man. They're chanting his name. The team loves him. What, what are we doing? What more does he need to do? Right. Okay. That part I identify with. But what we need is the people. We do. I need to know if the people read into it the way that we did. Again, morning show. You can hear the complete audio. Odyssey.com Rewind. Um, look, I find Brad Holmes to be odd. Okay, you can be good at what you do and be odd. Hell, See, people think I'm odd. No, no, the no. point is, he's just he's he's just an odd guy. There's no other way around it. See, for me, I, I... from the receipts to being a talking to a wall to Elevator screaming and pounding glass see, to no, no, but say see, quarterbacks. No, my dude. no, no. But the thing is, he's odd, Mike, because I think he's genuine. I think if you were a GM, you would be Brad Holmes because you only know one way of doing things. And I think Brad only knows one way of doing things. You don't tone down yourself, and neither does Brad. So the stuff you see in the elevators and the stuff you see him high fiving the fans, that's really him. And the stuff he tells us, like, He's not really into the whole GM coach speak where he kind of goes around and starts. He kind of, look, we're going to have to this type of guy. We're doing this. We're doing that. We're going to go get young players. But do we agree? If you're getting a Jared Goff deal done, it has to happen before free agency opens on March 13th. See, that's it's the other to point be. to what Rico is saying now. It's February 26th. Okay, you have two weeks to get a deal done with your quarterback so you can then attack the rest of the offseason. Now, again, it happens all different ways. Maybe they don't feel like they have to get it done. Maybe, look, I have no idea what they want to th- do. That's, if, if, I know what I would do. Right. If he's your long-term solution, you get this thing done. The cap is going to go up, Mike, but the price is going to keep going up. And yeah, If you would have took a chance and gambled on him last year, you'd be paying him about $150 million. You would have extended him. Now, if you sign him, you're looking at $200 million. If you keep waiting, the price is going to go up. No, but I don't or, understand. Or he plays out this year. And you franchise. And then franchised. And then. And only then, unless he's still a super. But, look, at that, but at that know. point, at that point, if you're still franchising him, to me, you're almost betting against him. I agree. I don't disagree. I don't know what that is. Look, I, I don't. How do I put this? I. I. Now you're rubbing your head. (laughs) Truth. We've really come full circle. Nothing in this town. I just end up continually aggravated with the GMs because all of these GMs have this thing about them. And only one of them has earned the right. Iserman's earned the right because he built a really good team in Tampa that factually he left and they won the Stanley Cup. Okay, then. The point is he built it. Iserman is the only one who I would be fine with him taking any approach he wants. But whether it's Weaver, Holmes, or Harris, you got three guys who think they're Albert Einstein because they dressed up as him for Halloween one year. Now, while you can be good at your job, you're not Einstein. You haven't won anything. Mm -hmm. 
but you're the one who's gotten the closest. So you would think, okay, window is now. Now is not the time to bring in a new young quarterback. Now is the time to build around the guy who got you so close and maybe can elevate you to that next level. You put a little money on defense or whatever, and you're there. What are we waiting on? Because this tells me the longer we wait, you really don't believe he's your guy. 248-539-9797. The, the, the Goff thing is a distant second to my priority, which is Brad Holmes, and it doesn't devalue what you're saying. I think it's appropriate today to talk about right. it. But I don't care. I, I can't oh, no, believe no, I'm I was, I was with you on the whole free agency and right. draft. See, that's I was where there. whatever he does with Goff is immaterial if he doesn't get an edge or a corner of premium value see, in free agency. To me. To me, with the salary cap going up, that we agree it's not real. But now you take your Goff money, you're going to pay him, and you take the rest of the money, and now I'm going to go out and get a player. Just the increase alone was an impact star player on defense. Here's the interesting part. If he doesn't get a deal done with him now, and I have no evidence to suggest they won't or they will. I I believe they will. But let's say you don't. And Goff plays at a Pro Bowl level again. Rico's right, guys. Because then here's what Goff has in his back pocket. Oh, you don't want to pay me? Then you can choke. Go ahead, franchise me for 50-something mil, fully guaranteed. Oh, then you want to do it again? Great, I'll take 110 guaranteed over two years, full. Right, because here's... See, you lose your leverage. Because here's what happens for everybody who's worried about, what about down the line? Now you're getting into the down the line. Because as you're franchising him, all of these younger guys' contracts are going to start to come up, and now you got to make that decision. Can't franchise quarterback. So that's it. You can't do it. Right. So that's what I'm saying. If he's your guy, Damn pay it, the money he's now. He's killed the vibe in here. We're on a playoff drive. He already retired Izzo. <laughs> now he's telling me the not signing off. You're terrible. You know what? I should probably sit out the last uh, hour and 15 Fine. minutes of the show. Fine. I'm going to sit next to Book. Fine. <laughs> I'm sitting, sitting next right to next to Xavier Booker. <laughs> right, I'm sitting next to Booker for the remainder His of the show. His old plate of Bolte is the same amount the last 15 minutes. Maddie will be in next. What do you got? I did not get that at all from Holmes. I got the opposite. That Holmes said, yeah, we know golf is our guy, and we will deal with that with him in fairness. Holmes has to approach free agency before any extension, so I'm fine if he doesn't do anything now. I hope they're giving Jared suitcases full of cash underneath the table. Something's not right with Holmes' comments. I mean, it, I guess it's one of those, you know, the, the Warshack test. You saw what you wanted to see. But I just didn't hear. Yeah, you know what? I can't get into details, but we all know this man did great things for this team in this city. We don't want him to go anywhere. We're going to do our best to make sure he sticks around. You don't have to get into the dollars and cents because I'm sure his agent is listening and saying, oh, you said this. No, no, no. But you just did, – did Chase Young just sign someplace else? No. <laughs> okay. Did they sign him to a $300 million deal right. maybe? No, you just continue to have these goofy-ass, <laughs> broke, stupid little chairs in here. The damn wheels falling off. <laughs> it's just no way to do radio. Maybe if someone what would stop throwing them around. around. Oh. Oh, 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 oh. What? 
Kenny said maybe if somebody would stop throwing them around. You know what? That's not even the same chair, Kenneth. I take back Kenny. everything I said about my happiness for you in the wings. Kenny with We're the out. Kenny with the sandpaper. That is. That's the type of grit yeah. we need on the blue line. <laughs> that right there. <laughs> oh, that's good. That was some Ulf Samuelson right there. Some real sandpaper. Uh, go ahead, Dave. Golf is not a $200 million quarterback. Thanks for the season, Jared. But he is not the quarterback of the future. Need a mobile quarterback. You know what's going to be funny for all you mobile quarterback oh, idiots? Oh, you just know it's coming. No, you know what's going to be funny? When you get your wish and you don't win a damn thing because you don't know your elbow from your bleep hole when it comes to winning in this league. Yeah, I mean, literally, you just saw your first boob, and now you think you're, you're you're Dr. Drew. You're lecturing people on sex. I mean, it's just, it is such an unbelievable psychological defect in this fan base. Oh, now they think they have all the answers. Scott's not a $200 million quarterback. Oh, okay. All right. The fans here, when the deal happens, there's a lot of them be choking saying, I know. I, I but but they're, they're and, and part no, no, of no. me praise I'm on vacation. <laughs> I like I don't even want to deal with it. No, the first game because they're going to be playing a tougher schedule. David, when he has multiple turnovers, oh boy, watch out! Multiple turnovers, phone lines. We won't even start the show. We'll be in the middle right. of crosstalk with with Doug and Gator. And it's our, what in the world did we sign him for if he's going to fumble the ball? You know he's got tiny hands. The whole thing. Trust me. You already see this coming. But it's the price of doing business in the NFL. That's right. He is a proven commodity. Think of it like this. How many players, I'll use a different sport as an example. How many players in the NBA are actually max players? Not really versus the total number right but if you are putting a team together for instance whether you're the celtics where it's you know is jalen brown a max guy tatum probably the point is they're both max guys right that's the cost of doing business right a max guy kind of like a hall of famer either you are you are if i say luca yeah max guy and you've seen it with the warriors where they've had to pay certain guys more than they're worth guys the end result is you either won a Super Bowl or you didn't. What you had to do to get there becomes immaterial. And the pain afterwards is immaterial. If you really believe the best course forward is to not pay Jared Goff, which I think would be a titanic error, I think you'd alienate him. I think you'd look terrible to free agents across the league. Here's why you have to sign Jared Goff. Your window is now. If you don't and you put Hendon Hooker in there, you're going backwards. Yeah, that's, 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 that's I, I, just, I just want Lions fans to realize I that. I think they're going to pay him. But I thought your opinion was interesting, and I, I, I'm i fine that you took something different out of it because let's be real. When general managers do radio interviews, and I thank God every day we don't do many of them, and frankly, they won't come on this show. The point I'm making is you have to read into it because you're talking to a rock. Now, he was very guarded, but it was still just one of those – yeah, you know, he's my, he's he's the team. Look at what he's done. Like, this is the time where you can kind of heap on some praise and say, we got, I got this. Trust me, okay? And I would have been like, all right, I understand he's the future. But I didn't get that. 
It, it could have just been me, but I didn't hear that at all. To me, I'm thinking, well, what else does Jared Goff need to do? Like, he took you, to, he won in your division. He took you to the playoff games. He took you all the way out to San Francisco. He put you in position to go to the Super Bowl. And now you're like, well, what else you got, Jared? What else can you do, Jared? Really? Is Rico off base? That's really what the topic is. Fun for me. Because it's not like Jared Goff is... is, (laughs) I get to sit here. I'm just like, it's not like he's following up this Hall of Fame quarterback that was here that won you multiple Super Bowls. It's not like all of a sudden Tom Brady is gone and now you got Jared Goff and you have to live up to those standards. Your standards of living up was, was what, Matthew Stafford? What did he do for you? Let me help you with that. You see all those sidearm throws? Eric, 97-1. What's up, Eric? Hey, man. Uh, first time, long time. Welcome. Uh, heck yeah, man. Uh, Goff did great things for this city, and you guys do too, man. Appreciate it. But I'll get right into it. So I hate to say it, man. Goff's not mobile. And hey, but I'm behind you guys, all right? Man, he gives like the sideline a nod and just whips out a two-minute drive out of his pocket, all right? Guys at like Wayne State volleyball games are cheering this dude's name, all right? But right now, Brad Holmes is Einstein, man. He's doing the three-game year, like Rico said. So he just, I don't think he's going to pay him. He's not going to pay the dude, and you kind of need to. It, it sucks, but that's where we're at. So what do you think? He, he is, It's a bargaining chip? Do you think that they're going to attempt to get him on something more team-friendly? I mean, it's all conjecture, so I like no so. one's going to hold you to it. I think so, but then I think this is where it's going to be. Uh, what's the picture with the two different colored eyes, man? He's, hey, sorry. Max Scherzer. He, he didn't oh. take Scherzer, dude. He's got to be Scherzer. Like, hey, that's it, man. Uh, where, my guy said I'm not taking the money, so yeah. I got to go. See you. No, and if I'm if I'm Goff's reps, uh, if you're coming to the table and it doesn't have a five in front of it, uh, no. Right, I mean, he's that's, gone. So it's that's like, just what it then is. Brad Holmes is over here. Ah, I'm Einstein, man. I don't know. You got to get him out. We get, we found a new dude. Look, love, man. Love's in our uh, he's in our division. What are we gonna do? But well, Eric, like Eric, I gotta tell you this. I'm glad you mentioned it because this is the other thing. Lions fans, I I think they're out of their minds. They're acting like this division is theirs in continuum. I have very bad news for you. The Packers are not going away, Mm-mm. and the Packers are really good. May I remind you the last time you saw the Green Bay Packers, they threw you down a flight of stairs and then launched a garbage can at you in your place on Thanksgiving. While the world was watching. It wasn't on streaming. It was just on Fox. And and you should have beat the Niners. They're saying the same thing. They are really... This division is going to be... They were away. Yeah, this division is going to be a dogfight. And this is the other thing. Everybody's getting their jollies as if the Bears are going to be 2-17... and The Bears have one of the biggest draft war chests in football. They are about to take, most likely, a prospect that is being, you know, this once in a decade. Just because Rico and I don't love Caleb that way, let's just go with consensus. Guys, this is going to be a blood sport. It is why I am so authoritative that now you you proved your concept of life here. It's go time, which means let's get after it. Here's the other thing that I know people really don't give respect to. If the Vikings re-sign Cousins, they're going to be pretty good. They got weapons around him. Now we'll see what they will do on defense. Can they improve that? Let me help you. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, to be fair, Flores with duct tape had that unit playing pretty good. And then the Nick Mullins thing just, I mean. I mean, it was... 
I mean, look, Aaron Glenn was maybe a, a notch above because he just brought the blitz late in the season and said, I don't have all the players, but I'll make it work. Yeah. But, yeah, that's not like the Vikings are going, especially if they bring Cousins back. Like, this, this division is, is going is to be a, a fan fun base division. Struggling with success. It's, they're going to they're gonna learn the hard way. And it's going to suck because you and I are going to have to sit here and do the shows. <laughs> Help me. What's happening? Oh, you mean the schedule got tougher? I just missed the good old days. You mean last year? My pet's head's falling off. Two, four, eight, Why do five, we suck? So- hey guys, it'll be okay. Two, four, eight, five, three, nine, ninety-seven, ninety-seven. <laughs> We'll get into the wings in a second, but I wanted to update you guys with something. Before we did the in the streets hockey elite deal, we were just talking about how I think Lions fans are getting high on their own supply a little bit, right? right? And in this division, and you mentioned the Vikings signing Kirk Cousins. And, well, how about this report from Pro Football Talk today? Have you seen this? No. This Vikings not- have engaged already once at the Senior Bowl. And apparently it's going to be a point of conversation this week that the Vikings have engaged the New England Patriots about moving up to three. Now, first of all, the odds of it happening aren't great. I don't care. It's great fodder. I love this stuff. But so this, do you know who the you know GM what that means? Do you know who the GM in Minnesota is right now? No. It's Ron Wolf's kid. Oh. Elliot Wolf. Ron Wolf, the legendary GM of the pack. So he's calling the shots. He has carte blanche. Very Scott Harris-esque. Do you know what it would cost the Vikings to move up to number three? Are you throwing Cousins in there? No, or no, just no, no, pick? no, 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 it would probably cost you a number one this year, a number one next year, and maybe even a number two in one of those years. Three first minimum. Okay. But interesting if you're a Lions fan, because again, what if that means Jaden Daniels is in the division on the fast track? Indoors with Justin Jefferson and Jordan Addison. Oh, and TJ Hawkinson. See, but you mentioned Justin Jefferson. There's also Justin wants to. Pick I don't know the how much you want to believe it, but there's also rumors out there that they might trade him. Yeah, but guess what? What's the best way to keep him happy? Get him a quarterback. Where Jaden Daniels go to school? Or, or oh, 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 I see what you're doing. I was actually thinking he's attached to the trade to get the third pick. No way. Oh, by the way, the Patriots. Have about ninety million in cap. See, I, yeah, I thought you were going to say they they throw cousins no. and two first rounders. Nope. I I just I thought it was interesting. We told you the combine. You're going to get stuff like this all week. It's a ton of fun. I'm praying we get something for so, the Lions. So you could have Caleb and uh, Daniels in the division, right? But you just you just roll on thinking you're just going to win this thing and to continue. go along with Jordan Love. Yep. You're just going to draft, develop, oh, and sign. Come on. You know what happens if that's the case. Well, everybody else has a mobile QB. How come we don't? Bro, the, <laughs> the mind leap of what could go on could be electric. Um, See, I thought you were going to give me the other breaking news. What's that? That UMass has now entered the MAC. <laughs> yeah. What? Yes. UMass is now a MAC school. The Minutemen. Yes. The- they're in the Marcus a- Camby. They're in the Lou, Lou Rowe. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. They're in the What do you know about Lou Rowe? <laughs> <laughs> I just know it's the greatest press conference ever when John Chaney said, I'm going to kick your ass. Uh, yes. Wait, wait, so they're out of the A-10? They are now a Mac school. You can see them. No. At Easter. Even Mac-tion. in basketball? Maction. Yeah. In basketball. Yeah. All oh, sports. it's the death of their program. That's terrible. You know who the coach at UMass is? 
Come on. Football or basketball? Man, come on. Basketball. Think guy who went on a Final Four, guy with a wicked temper, and a guy at one point when he would get upset, people compared me to him. Oh, the uh, South Carolina old coach? Nailed it. <laughs> what is it, Frank, or what the hell's his name? He used to coach K-State. Yeah. But now he's bald. I guess he's, he's I, I don't Frank know what happened. Martin? Yeah. Is that his name? Frank yes. Martin? Oh, man. UMass in the MAC? They're in the MAC. That's terrible. They can play at the uh, Convocation Center, huh? Or, or MAC Championship in the uh, in yeah, football. Yeah, I'm sorry that the Vikings may be trading up for a QB. <laughs> Trumped UMass to the MAC. <laughs> my, my bad. I thought, that, I thought that's where you were going to be funny. But I but lost no. my damn mind if I led with that. The Vikings trading up. Could be interesting. And again, it's that a, would be very interesting. Pro Football Talk report, because if you're a Lions fan, you'd be facing, as Rico said it, Caleb Williams. Presumably, Jaden Daniels and Jordan Love. And here's the problem. David, what has been the one thing that the Lions have never been able to contain? Mobile quarterbacks. There it is. Because <laughs> people always got angry at me like, well, why aren't you picking us? Because you're going up against a mobile QB. Well, Geno Smith is not that mobile. Oh, Geno Smith keeps So they wouldn't be 5-1 and one in the division anymore is what you're saying. No. I'm just saying I don't take anything for granted in the NFL. David, go ahead with the ticket text. Just wanted to pass See, I wonder how many. You you know there is going to be a blockbuster trade for at least one or two of the top three picks. It's just I'm always leery about the trades you hear because it's never those. I need J.J. McCarthy's stock to get high enough that somebody wants the Giants pick at six. Please. And you just trade down? Please, God. Well, you may be trading the eight because Atlanta. I'm in. No, but I think Atlanta's going to go after field. I don't care. I want to trade football teams. That's really where I'm at. David, go ahead. It could be worse. What? You could be the Jets. Mike, I know. Listening to more and more reports, I now understand why you have no respect for this team. I told you. There's a loser little bro who can't get his life together. They have no offense. Uncle Cletus or whatever his name was. They have no offensive line. No. And their biggest concern, can they get Devontae Adams? That's right. I know. Are, are you serious? You just hate to see it. Right. It's a homeless guy sitting up trying to buy a couch. You don't have a home. <laughs> but this couch is leather. Rico, Rico don't wins. don't have a home. They also have players <laughs> that can't protect their account. Did you see Sauce Gardner over the weekend? Oh, no. What he happened? He got hacked on Snapchat, so they're seeing. All right, English, please. What the hell does that even mean? Snapchat. That's a social media. I didn't know that thing. was. Still I know a thing. it's a that social media, but what does a hacking? Somebody took over his account. They, they took over mean? his account. What they do you took mean? Over Everyone the account. knows what hacking means. They took over right. the account. Okay, so does it mean people get to type things? They can do whatever they want to his account. They have control over his account. They can see <laughs> all his pictures. Wait a minute, Kenny's right. laughing. I'm so confused is, right now. Is this like a they photo? They get to type things. What does it mean? <laughs> Wait, how does that work? Do they get a type on the phone? I just, is it on the line? I, <laughs> I thought you would just know this. No, I'm yes. saying like certain social platforms or video specific or picture specific. Like well, I, this one, what's how Snapchat works is you can send things. It'll be gone within maybe a minute or whatever, but it's. Sometimes you can send salacious things because you know it's going to be gone. Oh, no. Did Sauce get saucy? I don't know. It's, nothing's been leaked yet, but... Oh, Rico, you better call the family. Mm-hmm. We got a problem. He, he went on Twitter and was like, or X, and was like, uh, guys, my account's been uh, taken over. 
Uh-oh. Wow. Oh, boy. Fun weekend there. Jets. They're in midseason form, baby. I, I now understand. I was just, this is why Mike doesn't respect this team. Thank you. It only took, I don't know. As bad as the Giants are. At least we have some shred of dignity. Like, what are you doing? It's like, Jets, I, I like your helmets. I like, you know, the, what's going on here? I, I want to root for you. Nope. Nope. All right. Um, let's talk about our world-class playoff-bound hockey team. Because I want people to tell me if they're willing to move the goalposts a little bit. I'll set the scene. You tell me what's fair and not, and the hockey oracle will play along. Yes. And coming up. I will give you the name that I've come up with for the Red Wings. Oh, Kenny Sandpaper Cot. Okay, can't wait. We'll do it all next, 97-1. So, look, let's dive into the hockey. And before we get Kenny Cott's Sandpaper selection, listen, I just want to know if the past three games, the past five days, have just in rapid fire changed your outlook. And we talked about last week when we kicked off the playoff drive. We were a three-car flag show. We thought they could make the playoffs. We were excited to be on a drive. Four was, you're going to the playoffs. And five is, no, we're going and we're going to do damage. We're going to beat somebody. I'll just tell you, if they've learned how to win playoff-style games, two to one against Colorado, Three to two and a far from work of art against Chicago. And again, storybook with Kane. Guys, if they've learned how to win multiple ways, the goaltending has sorted itself out with health and Lions stepping up. You know what you need, which is a, a, a second pairing defenseman, I, I think, who has to be physical and, and kind of a scumbag, or as Kenny says, sandpaper. Um but yeah, I've I've elevated how I feel about it. I mean, it's not easy to just string wins together. And they're learning on the fly. And Rico, I just, I'm ready to go to a four. You're making the playoffs. Yeah, I think so too. They're eight points up on New Jersey. And by the way, four points back of the Leafs. Nobody likes to choke like the Leafs. (laughs) You're right there. Oh. (laughs) I thought Kenny was making that stuff. Him and Rieger were making it up until I was like, wow. This would be very disheartening if you were truly a Leafs fan. Like, why would you even follow hockey? You would just you must hate yourself. The Leafs haven't won a play or a Stanley Cup in the four round system of playoff hockey. It was like two rounds when they won. And 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 again, the Leafs are the equivalent of the New York Yankees. It's Canada's most Americanized city. It's the biggest city. It's got the most money. Uh, they always have high priced players. They always have money to burn. See, I thought they, they were- can't get it done. I thought they were the Dallas Cowboys. That's fine. Sure. Both it's always suck. their year. Yes. <laughs> you love seeing them fail. But here's what, I, here's what I like about the Wings. They're winning games, low-scoring games, overtime games, games that they have to come back to get. Whereas earlier in the year, they were winning, but it was just like feast or famine. It was yeah. like you were winning 8-6. to six. That's that's not playoff hockey. 2-1. to one. It's fun. Three, right. It's not playoff right. hockey. 2-1. 3-2. to two. Nerve-wracking, but that's what playoff hockey's about. Rarely do you get that game where it's just like, wow, this looks like the all-star game. 2-4-8-5-3-9-97-97. Ken, are you ready to move the goalpost? Did this weekend do it for you? Yeah, I was originally at the three-car flag mark. Now I'm at the four. Now I'm ready to start moving, pending what they do with uh, the trade deadline. If they buy at the deadline, you're going to be a five. Yes. And we know where okay. that fifth flag I'll, I'll is going to emanate from. 
So I was going to ask Kenny what gets you to the five, but that gets you to the five. If they buy at the deadline, and I don't know that this team's given Iserman the choice, and and that's a positive. They're playing so well. I I still, as a part of my fringe-tastic hockey takes, I, I think Patrick Kane's role in all of this is undeniable, not because of the goal yesterday, but it's that he's ignited them. He's a veteran presence. He's got the experience. He's still showing to be a front-line player, even though Kenny slandered him when they signed him. Yeah. Um, I, I just I feel like it's happening right in front of our eyes. I don't think it's good enough to take the air and just be like, well, golly gee, let's just see how it plays out, respectively. I, I, it's happening. They're going to the playoffs. And I don't think anyone's going to be too amped to see them. Their balance scoring, the frontline guys they have, and truthfully, if they can just add something of note on the blue line, because you know they're going to bring up Evanson later in the year and, and, and they won't blow the contract and the whole bit. It's almost like you traded for two guys. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're, they have a real opportunity to get better. Nice little winning streak. No, I, I can see this going. Come on. I'm at a four. I After this weekend... I was three. Yeah, I think they're going to make the playoffs. Now, what will they do? Man, you shaking your head. You're wearing a Red Wings hat. How dare I'm you? I'm at a five. That's why I'm wearing the hat. Oh, boy. Here's why. This team can be very dangerous in the playoffs. We saw it against the Avalanche. That is a playoff team. That is a team that is fighting for the Stanley Cup right now. I'm at a five. They are very dangerous, and they're still learning. That's the thing. They're going to gain more and more experience as you get into the playoffs. They win that first Series? Oh, yeah. I'm at a five. Okay. I'm at a four. David's at a five. <laughs> Kenny needs a trade, and he'll be at a uh, five. And that's fine. I'd like to know what it's going to take for you to believe that this team is absolutely going to the playoffs. If you're the hockey elite, dial in. Because, yeah, I agree with David. It's, it seems like more and more almost like Patrick Kane is is trusting the hip and the injury, and he's just going back to being a player. And, yeah, he's going out to scoring the point. As Kenny said, almost a point a game. So, yeah, I think that you they are getting better progressively. I'm not at a five yet. Okay. And you don't have to be. But I'm at a four. I think they're in. At this point, give me a close series. Even if you lose it, I'm okay because that's a building block. It's not like the Lions where you needed a playoff victory to end a curse. Just getting into the playoffs, I think, is the first step. David, what do we got on the ticket text? We'll get but, to the callers here, in a moment. Here's one thing, and this is why I'm at a five, because I believe they can be dangerous here. It's because all I hear about is puck luck. That's all I hear about is when you get into playoffs, puck luck. And, and what did Seattle do last year? They just continued to win, kept going round to Upset round Colorado. to round. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. The so hockey playoffs, the the hockey m- playoffs money. present an opportunity like no other sport. You can you can be well, heck. The Brinkett's goal was puck luck. Lost How money. Dare you? It was <laughs> because Kenny told me. I'm like Kenny. Should I put some money on the Kraken? No, you'd be wasting your money. At the beginning, you remember that? Yeah, I was like, what uh, is this? Kenny's ice cold takes. I mean, give the guy a break. He can't get everything right. He's our he's our hockey maven. I got the brinket here, damn it. He That's did. right. Now, Kenny and I, the we we would have cracking, you know, talk cracking last year. So I know. Okay, David Ticketex. Nate from Clawson says we are going to the playoffs and we will take the first series 
to a game seven, which we will win, bouncing oh round two, winning the cup next year. All right. Oh, okay. There's a lot of projection going on there on February 26th. Six flags. That's a six flag. Jacob from Detroit. I'll, I'll leave that alone where the sixth one ends up. <laughs> I don't know. It's um, like um. you don't go full plaid. <laughs> you don't go to Six Flag. Uh, excitement. It truly will be in this, an amusement park. Go ahead, David. Well, speaking of flags, someone says, calm down with the car flag talk. Let's recall last year the dumpster fire to the end of the year once the car flag talk started. Look, they weren't ready. They were in for they were in the playoffs for Mm-mm. eighteen hours. Hold on, hold on, and then, no, then they no, got no. murdered by Ottawa. No, no. But we started the car flag and then it ended. It was grand opening, grand closing. We started the car flag last week. Right. And then look at what they did over the weekend. There was never a moment in last season where they had advantage, both in games in hand or points on anybody. They were they just got in the standings. They printed the paper. And by the time it got delivered the next day, they got beat six to one. They're eight points up on Jersey. They got two games in hand on Tampa. They're four back of, of the Maple Leafs. Why can't we have fun? Kane shows what Larkin can do with elite players around him. He was really good alone, and now he's proven to be a real one seed. Yeah, getting help has helped him. It's weird. It's almost like my take with the Tigers, where good veteran leadership who produces can help your young players. Oh, my bad. Matt Canna. Mark Canna. Bob Canna. Don't care. Canada Dry. Yeah, don't care. <laughs> I seem to remember that Kenny the Hockey Genius said Kane wasn't going to do anything. Okay, Boy, okay, okay. okay. Guys, guys, guys. We're not doing this. We are not doing this. Fight, 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 okay. fight. I love when the hockey people attack Kenny. This is great. No, I'm going to stand up for Kenny. Kenny, let me be the sandpaper, okay? No, we're not doing this to Kenny. He was a little worried about the hip. Didn't know if it was going to work out that way. But he did say, if it does, you'll look like a genius. And it's working. So there you go, Kenny. Someone does want to ask you, Kenny. Is it too early to order an octopus from my local fish store for the playoffs? I don't know how well octopi keep. I would wait until a little bit closer, but in principle, I like the idea. Yeah, can't you just buy a stuffed animal and throw it on the ice? So you don't, yes, you they, don't they, want to go through the effort of what it takes see, to bring one of those what, to again. Like somebody brought that into the Like, who does that? But you know where that thing goes, right? Yes! Okay, then. Also, like, why? I mean, you got to throw away your pants. There's just no they, other way they around. They had it. two guys in Chicago doing yes. that. That's what I'm saying. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. Where are you putting that? You know, nope, no, you can do it. I don't care how much baggies you put around it or whatever. Like that thing stinks. Do, do you right? Do you take a photo of yourself throwing it, throwing it on the ice? Like I no, that Ken, makes Kenny, no sense. If we could set it up, would you like to throw one on the ice? Absolutely, it would be an honor to throw really? one. On so the this ice. is something you fantasized about. I don't know about fantasy. Is there an etiquette to to getting it? Like, do you? Cook it first, or you just See that? I don't know. I haven't put the research in. I well, that. yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I've you talk to people who have brought one, or it, it's a process, and I'm like, yeah, I don't. Kenny, let me ask this question: What if we could set this up for the stretch drive? Would you be willing to attempt to do this on behalf of the show? Yes, without question. Okay, all right. I'll procure the seafood. We'll get that part. Done. <laughs> no, oh, you'll. Procure I'll procure the, the tickets. <laughs> 
What I ain't doing is duct taping that that that, that <laughs> octopus to your ass or whatever you're doing to bring that thing in the game. <laughs> you are on your own, pal. <laughs> is, is, is it? Do you, Rico, tape him up. Nope. Uh, yeah, I'm out. Now, you know what? Here, the best. I got a staple gun. That's about it. I'll give. Nope. <laughs> I'll get Roberto to do it. Don't worry about it. Nail gun. Oh, right. my God. Nail gun. That's it. After, after listening to the WWJ's news, it would fit right in. Local radio host Kenneth Cott in the ICU with a punctured yeah. chandelier. Oh, my goodness. You know what? If you did that, you would make the morning news. Yeah, I think I'm good on that. Here's Heather with the news. Kenny Cott. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Heather's news is something else. They interview Brad Holmes. Or they're all having a good time. Heather with the news. Ah, 11-year-old dead in Detroit, shot in the face. I'm like, oh. <laughs> what happened here? And here's Heather with obituary. Right, no, Jim thanks. just got done like no, no, busting no, John's balls over to Heather. Severed baby's head used for soccer match in Argentina. No, no, what? no. It's the news story, but it's afterwards where she like looks at the guys and they're like, thoughts and prayers. What else you got? <laughs> All of a sudden they pan over to John's chair and it's empty. Right, nope. And he's out. Nope. Not what are you this. supposed to say? Right. Uh, she puts him in some tough spots. That's all I'll tell you. Man, I feel sorry for like <laughs> elderly couple murdered by chainsaw. I'm like, uh, weren't we just talking about the pistons? All right. We'll get to the callers. This is exciting. A little hockey in the 5 p.m. 248-539-9797. We go to a, a man I know as Garrett, but Kenny has demanded an intro. He wants to be ID'd as the Colo. We go to Garrett. How are you? Mikey, that's uh, Kenny and I run run back a long, long time. So, yes, that's uh, it, it's very fitting from another hockey elite himself, Kenneth and Cott. <laughs> that's right. Sandpaper Cott. <laughs> so what do you got, Sandpaper Garrett? Cot. Hey, so I've been listening to your takes. I was actually out of town all week in a wedding in Phoenix. By the way, I love that place. Anyways, long story short, I think you're on the money with where this team is at, but I kind of want to caution some people on adding at the deadline. I, I think it sounds good in, in theory, and in practice it may not be so much. I think Edmondson's going to be a nice piece, and I think he's – in terms of a defensive piece, I think that's fine. I think that's going to be the piece that they might need. Now, he's not that sandpaper, gritty, you know, shut down meat and potatoes defenseman you want on the back end, but he's also going to be better than a guy out there who they're linked to. And yeah, I'm going to nerd out on you, Mike, so I do apologize. But I know a Hannafin, who's a younger player, he's in his late 20s, and he's kind of a two way guy, bigger dude, you know, plays real well, skates well. So I think they're similar in stature. Now, I'll say this. I think if you can add somebody up front, maybe someone to fill on that left side, that's probably a little bit more where I'm leaning towards. But the issue I have is then you're going to have teams calling about a Jonathan Bergeron. You're going to have teams calling about a Marco Casper, a Sandy Pelica, a Sebastian Costa. And I'm not sure you want to really give up for the rental market right now, which, you know, a couple of trades have happened. The prices have been exorbitantly high. I'm not sure I want to give up that much for a rental. So now, let me, if it's let me, a guy with term. That's what I was just going to say to you. Garrett, so I'm with you in that the rental game, unless somebody wants to take something I've deemed non-essential, that's different. You are in a process where you want players with term. You're willing to pay more to get more because you're about to start your playoff window. So you're okay with well, Mike, that. You also have to consider this, too, because you're right on that. But you also have to consider that this offseason is still going to be very critical. 
In the simple fact, you are going to have to pay Raymond and Sider, so that factors into it. Now, yes, again, the cap goes up. But you are right. You're entering your playoff window, and I, I think it's the matter of how much term does Eisman want to give. Eisman doesn't give more than four or five years no. on a term there, Mike. No. You know that. No. Well, and I will tell you this, Garrett, because Kenny refuses to speak to you. He has such a disagreement with your Hannafin take. That is like his guy. He's been pimping it all day. Very disappointing. Very disappointing. Well, yeah, he's actually giving you the one-finger salute. Unbelievable. Wouldn't even take well, the microphone. Next time next time I see him at the bar, I'm just going to kick the feet out from underneath him. That's, that's fine. fine. I, <laughs> I, I would appreciate that on a personal level, Garrett. Uh, appreciate you dialing in. And, again, I'm not going to kick and scream and go nuts about the deadline. I, I, it is they are if they are like let's say they go to Washington and blast them and the caps are wholly average. They're going to be putting Iserman in a really weird spot that maybe just maybe they have outdone his expectations. Mm-hmm. And you start to look at it and go, now we're two points from the lead. Yes. Now you know it, it gets interesting where you move his goalpost and he's thinking well i thought maybe we'd be making these yeah. moves next year but but uh, our window may be opening soon there's one non-starter in there you can't trade the italian goalie absolutely why not because it is my dream i i yeah i want a tommy cutlets in detroit that's sebastian costa that's the italian kid even though he's from canada who's his agent i think he's canadian no he's italian <laughs> okay, in my world you're right who's no, his I agent sebastian he has to be so you can be named sebastian to be italian no, I'm saying not all of us are Mike, Dominic, Anthony, and Paulie, okay? <laughs> oh, Come oh, on. Not? There's another name. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> we just saw a Tommy. By the way, by the way, did you see the sighting? The agent? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's why I said. Who was this goalie's uh-huh. agent? Uh-huh. <laughs> he was at St. John's Creighton in that ridiculous leprechaun jacket. Only to be outdone by Patino in the all-white suit with the white shoes. He went full Mr. Rourke. He did it again. No. He told the players he didn't want to do it. He's like, no, that was a Louisville thing. They're like, no, you have to. So late stage, he bribed his tailor to get it done because big game Rick would wear the all-whites. Yes. I remember. Look, he may be a total scumbag, but I love him in college basketball because it's content. Now, I'm going to make you go way back, Mike, but back when State was good, Remember when they beat him in the all-white? Yeah, they took him apart in 09. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, how could I forget? That's when we had a real program. That's what. What did I just say? I know. I know. Those are the. (laughs) Right, but. I'm going to sound like Edith Bunker. And they were. Those were the days. I think they they were the number one overall seed as well. And he broke out. Parade. Because I didn't. Because, like, everybody in the crowd yeah. was wearing the white suits. That was, yeah. like, the thing for all the Louisville fans. Want to be depressed? That oh, was 15 boy. years ago. Oh. Kalen Lucas defeats Kansas on a leaner. Oh. Followed by, uh, yeah, they beat Louisville. Can we just let it go? 15 years ago. Would you like the player that I'm bringing to the, to the Red Wings? That I'm single-handedly. This is going to be the king of sandpaper and slime. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Grit on the back end. Go ahead. Not because he looks like he could be my cousin, a distant cousin of sorts. I'm Wait, bringing... this dude rocks a beard? Oh, yeah. In. And his name is Radko Gudis. If you search Gudis, G-U-D-A-S, Wall, W-O-L-L, you'll see why. This guy got a goal was scored. G-U-D-A-S, W-O-L-L. This guy scores a goal. Gets right in this goalie's face. It was the best. 
It was in the playoffs. Now, hold on, hold on, hold on. Are we taking him because he's an action movie hero, or is this an actual fit that I need to, No, like... it's an actual fit because wow. basically every whistle, he's after somebody. Okay. He's it's amazing. He, he's Kenny. Who? Well, sober. No, no, no. Who is... <laughs> he's Kenny. Oh, my God. He's Told Kenny. you he could be my cousin. He's Kenny. <laughs> There's no Photoshop needed. No. You're Roslov Gudis, or That's what's his right. real name? Radko Gudis. Radko Gudis? Yes. Okay, timeout. Is he actually available? Yeah, he's on Anaheim, who stink, and he's probably going to be moved at the end of the trade deadline. What's the term? Rental? I'm not sure. That I'd have to look up. Look it up. Kenny I, has I just, better hair. That's about wait it. Wait a minute. We can get Kenny Cott on the wings, second defenseman pairing. Yeah. Imagine that picture. Would you, yeah, would you get a Gouda's jersey? Kenny, don't you understand we would call the wings and set up a meet and greet for you? It would be the Gouda's twins. Wait, you put, wear a Gouda's jersey and yes. walk around LCA. I don't Who's, think people would feel like, that, the, where, what's he doing? Then Doug and Scott could do a what's your favorite right. Gouda's, right. and it would be both of you. Oh, would you eat that? Uh, so, would you eat that uh, Gouda? Okay, so Gouda's has two years remaining on his deal. After this, $8 million total. No, no, no. But here's the thing. We can get Kenny, like the, the guy who looks like uh, Clay Thompson, and he made his way all the way to the court. Oh, my God. He was warming up with the team. Right, he was warming up with the team before security was like, wait, wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. Kenny, bring your skates. Dude, this guy looks so mean. <laughs> he's very he mean. He looks so angry at everything. He plays like it. He, pl- he skates like he's angry at the ice. Radko Gudis is every Spartan fan on third down. Very did, sandpapery. Oh, oh, this dude. He reeks of sandpaper, dude. I'm telling you. Dude, he looks so mad. No, no, no. In the playoffs, he's no, a force. Th- that look is, what do you mean Booker's not going back in the game? <laughs> did you look up the goalie <laughs> picture that I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know what, Kenny? I figured it out. We trade for Gudis, and he moonlights as an Izzo assistant. And then anytime Tom does something reprehensible, Gudis just death stares down at him. No. No, you will not. Right, no. Maddie. No. Okay. I don't really know a lot about this guy as French hockey but guy. But I want him here. I want him based on looks alone. That's right. That's right. I need that guy in the winged wheel. He but just it, looks angry. We saw him in Florida in a power play or a power play in a playoff series. He was just physical and mean and gritty and sandpaper. He had sandpaper all over him. He's, he, uh, wait, wait, what did Roberto just say? Because I'm pretty sure I heard the first two words before David dropped it. Right, all of a sudden, I just heard a click. Nope. Yeah, you know it's bad. Kenny's shaking his head. Won't even. Kenny laughs at everything. Won't partake. They, don't, they won't even turn around. Kenny, here's what I want from you. Can you just find for me any literature suggesting that Radko Gudis is available? He is. Okay, no, no, no. That the, that the, I think it's been reported on. Has he been linked I mean, to the this wings? Looks like a I haven't, that I have not seen. He looks like one of your Marvel characters. Yeah, he's just, he's I mean, this, here's your mugshot right here. Dude, look at that. <laughs> he looks like someone that would go against Thor. Dude, right. that, would, that would be the official player of this show. Right. <laughs> we could start a section, Gudis' goons. We're in. Remember we were going to do the power hour for Owen Power? <laughs> Buy your ticket. You get all the beer you can handle. This is exciting. I like this. Kenny. Does. Come on. Gudis Evanson, second pairing. Could you imagine that? If anybody tries to 
rough off Edvinson too much. You just got Goudis. Somebody Goudis goes after Larkin. You just got Goudis. Wait, wait, wait. Goudis is on this team? Never mind. We good. Well, does it we help good. when he was a free agent this past offseason? He wanted nothing to do with Canadian teams. So does that help a little bit? Good for him. <laughs> Nobody likes Canadian teams. What's a guy from the Czech Republic's problem with Canada? Canadians are the nicest I mean, people we're, on we're the planet. Cl- we're close to Canada, but no, we're not Canada. Proven fact. So hold on. He's played for the Lightning, the Flyers, and now he's with Anaheim. He, he played with the Panthers. And, uh, yeah, now he's with Anaheim. Who stinks? And get, would probably be willing to deal him. David, we're going to need your help. Yeah. Now you see why I picked him. Get that Gudis. <laughs> Let's go. David, the ticket text, then we get to the people, and then we get to Rieger not live from LCA, even though he requested a parking pass from a team that's in New York. <laughs> Did he get the parking and pass? And it's not Rieger's fault because the schedule was wrong. Somewhere I just imagine Rieger standing at District Detroit doing a show alone. Hello? Where is everybody? But realistically, with the team being in New York, would there really be a difference? The place would still be damn empty. Valid point by you. Honestly. Live your bet life. All right. Uh, David, what do you have for everybody? And then I got a question for Rieger. A series of texts coming in for Kenny giving him advice. Got to cook the octopus first, boil it. That way the suckers don't stick to the ice. Experienced in Fenton, he says. Another one. You boil the octopus to stiffen it up and make it not as slimy and flimsy. You can throw it a little better. Uh, Roberto, if you would please. And that, that is that is why I didn't go into detail about that. Right. I censored myself like, nope, not going to end well. And then this one, another one, Jacob in Detroit says, please just tell the Wings to put Hockey Town back across the wing wheel at center ice for the first playoff game at LCA. Is that really necessary? Fans want that. Huh? I like that. By the way, have you guys thought about what the... Remember when the Wings used to go to the playoffs? Rude Kogudis. And every April... Rude Every April, it was like uh, a different, like, like we want Stanley. Do you remember this? Yeah, I try to forget it. I it remember... Are, are we going to have no. the no. first one? No, we are bringing the... the Down would, the red light no, no, or no, whatever no. it was? We're bringing the good no. luck Joes back, and we're doing a real April in the D reprisal. I was about to say. April, what about Joe Bucks? April yes. in the D. April. The remix. April in the D. Oh, oh those are the good times. <laughs> now, was that Fox Sports, Detroit, or Bally's? I think it was... April. There we go. <laughs> Matt Chapman's going to be hitting against the Tigers. And you missed it. It was a real-life chair-throwing incident that happened today. I no, heard about man, this. No, nothing to no, change no, you. No, no, no. Mike was very upset about the uh, the chairs no, in this building, just, apparently. Uh, listen, listen, listen. I, I, I just, just make I'm, the I'm point. I'm talking and all of a sudden, bam. No, I, I did not. It was not gratuitous. Everybody hey, calm down. Hey, hey, what did you tell me pre-show? I'm here for the entertainment. That's fair. Um, <laughs> Rico killed Izzo. I can't believe unbelievable. it. Unbelievable. I heard it. Headline, Izzo washed. All right, listen to me. Yes, yes, yes. Do you believe, that it's not that you wanted Cody Bellinger, but don't I, you, I did, but yes. Okay, but don't you believe that contract is going to be an indication of where it's going to be for JD and where it's going to be for Snell, et cetera. JD is going to go like one for 15 to Texas and my head's going to explode. Am I, what am I missing here? So, Mike, I, I did the topic yesterday. I worked a little Sunday after uh, the Tiger game, right? 
And uh, by the way, Tigers blew a six-run lead and gave nope, up an nope, inside nope, the park nope. home run. Nobody cares. Okay, good. Anyway, I asked, like, why aren't more people frustrated with the offseason? Because I saw the Bellinger contract. He can opt out after the first year, yeah. $30 million, Opt out after the second year, $30 million, Or he can stay the whole time. Let's say you got that contract. Let's say he opted out after one year. That means money well spent. He had a great year, and he's going to get some more someplace else, or maybe even with you. 28-year-old guy, oh, Big Bad Boris did not get the return he thought he was going to get. No, he get. wanted 150. Yeah, and he got 80. It, it, it's agitating. And then Matt Chapman's still out there. You mentioned J.D. Martinez. I mean, Trevor Bauer's out there. There's all kinds of guys out there that could help this team, but they, they don't want the help. On small one-year deals. It's it's very disappointing. Isn't Bowers, it? Bowers is saying, just give me something and give me incentives and let's see what happens. L- let me ask you this because I had people arguing. Literally with me cost you yesterday. nothing. No, you have people. You have lemmings arguing. Yes, of course, not people. Lemmings. Which, which, by the way, why are there Scott Harris lemmings? Like I understand the Brad Holmes lemmings. I understand the Steve Eiserman lemmings. Troy Weaver lemmings probably don't exist. But why are there Scott Harris lemmings? I'll tell you why. Because the Tigers. I've been here now twenty years. The Tigers have been a mystery wrapped in a riddle. They are puzzling that there is this romantic portion of the fan base who gives them a free pass to do whatever, as if they've done anything. They, they have, have not four won. titles in over 100 years. That's my, again, mm. Rieger, I'll never understand it, but then it goes to what Rico has said. I there, don't want to believe there that. There aren't serious baseball people in this town. It is, hey, Romus leaves up Marlboro Reds and a daiquiri. It's nice out. Yeah. I, I just view it like you had all this money come off the books. You're 55 mil under league average. And it's clear you need a nice bat in the lineup to help the young guys Maybe out. Maybe two. But J.D. alone, how's that a lose for anybody? And if he and if he doesn't want your money, cool. Jeff Passan will tell me you tried. And then I tip my cap. If the Tigers do something, it's great. But. They're really just fodder until you get to football. Well, I heard people tell me yesterday that Cody Bellinger, because of the two years before last year, last year damn near in 900 OPS, Silver Slugger, I heard people, oh, the guy's Javi Baez. He's not Javi Baez. And you gave Javi Baez a six-year contract with the opt-out after two years. This is three years. Let's say Bellinger stinks for the Cubs. They're only stuck with him for two more years. Oh, by the way, uh, Lions have extended the contract to uh Jalen Reeves, Maven, oh, two good. years, about eight million bucks. Good special years. teams guy. Yeah, so he's uh, stiffing it up. Excuse me. What was that about? Yeah. Oh, and by the way, Rieger is just a glutton for pain, Mike. We made another bet. Oh, good. I promised him. I, I gave him ample opportunity to. Back That's a good out. bet on my part. Rieger's taking MSU. He's giving me Purdue. No points. Straight up, I get two burritos if I win. He gets one if I lose. Let me explain very you quickly. You need a lobotomy. No, 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 no. See, you guys, no offense, you guys aren't experienced enough to tell me if Izzo's dead yet. Because I hate the man, respect him, but I hate your program. Rieger. I need to see Izzo. I, I've Rieger. seen. No, no, no. At the beginning of the year. He has a week off. With all the negativity in the world, they're going to go in. They're going to beat Purdue. Rieger. Even at the beginning of the year when I thought the team was going to be good, this was a loss. So, just saying. Just, yeah, what are we so. talking about, octopus? Is that what's going on? Dude, will you just let it go? Could, could I get you at Little Caesars Arena with an octopus? No, it's disgusting. Come on. Could you imagine if Eleni goes down and throws the octopus oh, hell, on the that's ice? That's Kenny. I want Kenny throwing an octopus at Radko Gudis. It'd be like Spider-Man meme. 
yell at each other. You you can't hit yourself. Ah. I'm you. I, I, it'd be unbelievable. <laughs> All right. We'll talk to everybody tomorrow. Bye, guys. Rieger next. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.